0: Yo, what's going on, people? We're back again, WrestlePuri's podcast. I'm joined by Mr. Parker, Manny Hooper, Ibu, many of you know him as Bakul Pangman. Um, and yeah, man, obviously, we're going to open up. We're going to talk about, of course, the very tragic news of Joe Prisco's passing. We're all going to say a little piece, pay our respects, talk about like what he meant to us, stuff like that. And then, obviously, we'll get into... um You know, like the normal podcast that you expect, but Jay Briscoe meant, you know, quite a lot to all of our fandoms at WrestlePuris, to be honest, Uh, me especially, most of the people on screen, especially, you know, um, and to a lot of people, he's around for a long time. And, um, you know, uh, so just to get into it, obviously, Jay Briscoe, as many of you know, um, he passed away on Tuesday evening uh, after a... Tragic car accident, which you know um, also killed the other driver. He, you know there was um, his children were hospitalised from it as well. Um, the last update I believe on them when she was going in for back surgery. One of his daughters, um, obviously very tragic, sad news. Um, that obviously everyone in wrestling, whether that's from WWE, AEW, other old ring of honour talents, everyone's been paying their respects forward. Um, and yeah, man, it's just really heartbreaking, tragic news to be honest Um, but I'll start off with talking about kind of like what he meant to me because of course um, as some of you may have read I wrote a little piece about it because um, it kind of just felt like the only thing to kind of uh, actually get my thoughts out there so a lot of what I'll say will kind of be regurgitated from what I've already wrote Um, but to start off it's like the Ring of Honor golden generation that we all kind of remember the Bryans, the CM Punks, the Samoa Joes, etc. Um, you know, and the Briscoes, of course, like we've kind of all watched them grow and develop as wrestlers. Um, whether that be CM Punk going from, you know, this kind of like punk, who like even calls himself this punk rock kid from Chicago, to being one of the biggest stars in the business. Being on WrestleManias, yeah, he didn't main event it, but he was still one of the biggest stars in the company. Um, you know, um, selling tens of thousands of tickets. Whether that's Samoa Joe, who's made multi millions of dollars in this business, uh, been main evented WWE pay per views. Brian Danielson, of course, had his fairy tale moments at uh, WrestleMania, one of the biggest stars in the business. But uh, and the list of that golden generation could go on and on and on and on. You know, no. Uh, like Some of them may not have reached the heights of Brian Danielson and CM Punk, but it's a very special crop of talent that, like I said, we've all kind of all watched grow in front of our very eyes, like literally grow as people, grow as wrestlers. Uh, The Briscoes was an interesting one because they never got their flowers in terms of, you know, WrestleManias and big TV, million-dollar deals, but they were still able to build and establish a legacy where they'll always be remembered as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Um, And for people who remember, like, this journey of following this golden generation of Ring of Honor, it's like, you, it's, Briscoes is even funnier in that kind of sense, because you've literally watched these kids who were, like, these bald, rugged-looking, like, rough-looking, you know, kids, literally, like, they were teenagers in the early Ring of Honor years, um, so the visual change, the way they've grew us performers, and the Briscoe's are very special as well because literally from the first days in Ring of Honor, like they've always been like a very high level, you know. Um, people, people in the tributes in the past couple of days have said, like, it's even in the early days, people who were close and around them got able to watch them, were able to say, like, the first time they saw JMR Briscoe in the ring, like there were 17, 18, 19, or stuff, and the way that they picked everything up. was just like that. They just had the instincts. They had everything. Um, And their instincts is one of the things that makes them really special to me. Um, They were just a really great tag team, and they were able to generally create a legacy without the WrestleManias and the millions of dollars and still be considered one of the greatest tag teams of all time in Ring of Honor, doing it all in Ring of Honor up until the last day. And, you know, then obviously Jay passed as Ring of Honor tag team champion thirteen times, time. Um, and he kind of, I don't know, it was kind of poetic, like I say, like I say in my uh, written feature, we didn't get the WrestleMania main events or anything like that as a Briscoes fan because I was always a Briscoes guy. All the other tag teams that have come over the years, like I've always, like, loved the Briscoes more, you know, and it's kind of, um, the trilogy with FTR was kind of like the, you know, the WrestleMania main event that we never got. The, Television exposure that we never got all that kind of stuff. Um, that was like our WrestleMania main event for fans of the Briscoe to get them to have like that moment to kind of cap off their career. It was it was very special. Then like I said, though, seeing that journey that they've gone on, you know, the growth that they've gone on as humans, the growth that they've gone on as wrestlers, and the level of you know quality they've been able to maintain, just very special. And it's been a very special journey. Like of kind of a it's hard to actually pull it into words to speak it out, you know, but he meant a lot. It was a hell of a journey, you know, but it's very tragic, sad news. He was one of the wrestlers that I really connected with. And like I say, uh, the thing that I'll miss the most about him is kind of how he would like, he's one of the wrestlers that really would like fire me up and get me excited and make me stand up and pump my fist and fucking make me laugh and all those sort of things. He was very special in that regard. Um, and, you know, it's hard to find wrestlers that you connect with like that. And, you know, like I said, that's the thing that I'll miss the most about Jay Briscoe is the way that I would connect with him, whether that was through following his journey of career or whether that was to, um, you know, whether that's just one of his silly promos on the farm with Mark or whatever it is, you know, uh, just the way that he would make me feel as a wrestler because I felt really connected to him. But um, I don't know who wants to go next, but... If anyone wants to share their, uh, you know, just remember Jai Briscoe and what you meant to you as a fan.
1: Yeah, um, I first have to say, well, first of all, again, if you were watching on Tuesday, I'm I'm still sick from there. So bear with me, everybody. Um, first of all, if you have not done so, if you're watching this, um, at some point tonight, you need to navigate to the WrestleFurious website. You need to go to the front page. You need to go to the article titled Remembering MJ Go." Monty wrote a really beautiful remembrance, eulogy, tribute, just kind of essentially what he told you just now, but in way more depth with great photo selection, all that type of stuff. Some real poetic prose as well in there, I thought. Um, you all need to go look at it okay go uh like just just go check it out okay i i couldn't have done it better i'm an english teacher i couldn't have done it better so uh, <laughs> appreciate to, that. you seriously you need to all need to check it out it's not flattery i could genuinely couldn't have done it better because jay briscoe meant a, a lot to a lot of people but you'd be hard pressed to find a wrestling fan who he meant more to than than monty here so um everybody go check that out um for myself uh, i have a couple a couple things that stand out so i didn't get into wrestling outside of like wwe like classic american tv stuff until like 2014-ish so when i started like paying attention to ring of honor i believe if my memory is correct that jay briscoe was actually the world champion at the time um if not it was sometime around that time but so he always for whatever reason I, i guess because of that came off to me as like a top singles guy um, mm-hmm. And so that was just because, you know, when you get introduced to a promotion, you get the promotion frozen in time as it is right there. And so when somebody's your world champion, you're like, OK, this guy's a big deal. So um, so so that always just stood out to me that it gets lost because, frankly, Ring of Honor just wasn't wasn't that popular around that time. It was on the Sinclair deal where it was um, kind of uh, yeah. uh, kind the of Sinclair, iffy, yeah, yeah. in terms yeah. of distribution and popularity and all that and all that Ooh. type of stuff and of course WWE had started to poach all of their best talent as well but I mean Jay Briscoe did an excellent job as as champion uh, in the wake of all those of all those departures too and I think it's a great example of somebody like grabbing their career by the horns right like if if Danielson and Punk and Nigel and all those people, if they stay in Ring of Honor for the entirety of their careers, I think there's a chance Jay Briscoe never never wins that world title, right and I mm-hmm. and I think that would have been a, a disservice and so I think that's great that we were we were able to get that chance to see hey it's not just the Briscoes they're not just some team where they have to be associated with each other and it's their tag team or nothing. Um, they can do singles matches and not only can can they do singles matches, they can effectively carry a promotion as singles champions. And of course, Jay specifically was the one who did so. So that definitely stands out to me. The other big thing, um, almost exactly a year ago this week, I actually met Jay Briscoe and Mark at a GCW show in Chicago. Um, They were in the main event of the show. Of course, because they're the Briscoes. They were the GCW Tag Champions at the time. They defended the titles against the Rejects, uh, Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch. And uh, you know, I like I love me some John Wayne Murdoch, but I gotta be honest, the Rejects maybe not the best wrestlers I've ever seen. Maybe not uh, maybe not the best guys ever out there. But they had a super like nasty, violent, just a fun like crowd pleasing death match with. Uh, with the Briscoes that uh, that just... And that show was so weird, too, because there was, like, Jeff Jarrett smashing the guitar over Allie Catch's head, and there was just lots of very weird stuff. There was, like, Schlack was a no-show, and so they had to completely restructure the show. So it was really weird, and so there was all this, like... The vibes around the show were just very odd. What a surprise, GCW had weird vibes. But the Briscoes, thankfully... <laughs> were consummate professionals at all times. And uh, yeah, I was able to talk to them before the show. They were just super nice guys. I didn't feel right asking for a photo a lot of times unless they're like super, super like into it. Um, I'll just so- sort of say hi and, you know, I-, I enjoy your work and then I'll move on. Um, so, but I was able to see them perform live and I'm very thankful that I was able to do that, especially for Jay, of course. Um, so those are the two things that, that really stand out to me. I'm going to talk a bit about, Jay's and the Briscoe's, you know, as a whole, they're, they're sort of half redemption that they were able to get throughout their career and uh, as a result of, you know, comments they made. But I'm going to talk about that a little bit later when we talk about, um, the, about celebration of, the, the celebration of life. Uh, so I'm going to get to that in a bit. Uh, so I don't want to, because I don't want to cloud the positivity of the, of the remembrances here. But Jay Briscoe was an incredible wrestler. I think a, a perfect way to sum to sum up his career is he was on the first Ring of Honor show, wrestling in a singles match as having just turned eighteen years old three weeks prior. He uh, he then was on uh, wrestled for the company throughout its entirety, up until the very last show at Final Battle twenty twenty one. They had by far the best match on that show against the Kingdom. All right. I mean, they were good, but it was the Briscoes who made that happen. The company gets bought, it gets restructured completely, and then the Briscoes go on and have the best match on every subsequent Ring of Honor show, and again, by far, on every (laughs) subsequent Ring of Honor show to to maybe the single best three-match tag team trilogy of all time. Uh, I don't know if you can do it much better than that for one company. I don't know if any... Wrestler has meant more to one company over its lifetime than Jay Briscoe has to Ring of Honor, and so I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Um,
2: the, uh, I, already got, I don't really know where to start with Jay because, I mean, everybody's already said a good, like, great words already, and I have something. I have something coming out in the next day or so to you on Russell Pierce about Jay and. I was. I did a match review for his match with uh, Samoa Joe in the cage match. Then I also added like my thoughts on it, and I think his. I'm always gonna remember where I was when he when I got the news that he passed. It's it's like the, I I kind of view him the same way Kobe, like they just never left their Man. their team their franchise, and to me I just want they were always they were known as the Underground Kings or like they're the, one of the foundations for Ring of Honor, and they were so great that they were like the bare standards for tag team wrestling it didn't matter mm-hmm. like ftr one of their lists like when they want to establish themselves they have to go to it they have to go to a little indie ring of honor to say that they're they are one of the best tag teams it's like everybody had to go through the Briscoes. and i know that we never got they never got their mania moment and all that i don't i don't think they wanted that and i'm glad we never saw them do it because like i just I don't, I, I, it would be kind of weird seeing him in that moment. Mm. (laughs) Just being polished on a bright screen. I think they should have been in their dark ring of honor stage and (laughs) having the the matches. Yeah. And like, they, I don't think we're ever going to see a wrestler or wrestlers carry a promotion on their back like they did. I think this might have been the last people. Because if you look at AEW, I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys, you know, doing it all at once. WWE is like its own uh, thing right now. That and it's like you can shuffle in anybody in there. But I, like I said, I, I don't really, I don't. Everybody already said a lot of good things about him. I just, I'm still in shock that we just lost a great wrestler, and I'm glad that I was there for the, for the, for the dog collar match, and I was, I was able to see the craziness in, live.
0: And actually understand, yeah. oh, no, these guys are crazy. He's one of the best to the end, man. not Park yeah. like was first episode of Ring of Honor, wrestling amazing red, 18 years old. Last episode, while he was the live final battle 2022, had genuinely one of the greatest tag matches to ever take place on American soil. So, um, hey, e- 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 if you want to see.
2: I just want the last thing I want to say is like, no matter what happened with Ring of Honor, as long as you knew the briskos were there, you just knew that yeah. you had nothing to worry about. The company is going to stay the same, and you're always going to get the quality matches you deserve because they're never going to let you down. Because if you're with, if you, if they're going to be with you through thick thin. And obviously, the, the Briscoes could have signed with anybody right after uh, right after they went out of business, but then they chose to wait to see what was going to happen and they decided to sign with Tony Khan. and AEW as soon as they got it and they Tony was also make sure that they were the first guys they signed because he knew he also knew how important they were to the brand so that's all I was gonna say
3: the briscoes were the brand that's the thing you know Mm. like like you guys have all said you know the one constant in all these Ring of Honor shows for 20 years is that the briscoes would be on the card and regardless of how much they got paid or how good Ring of Honor was doing how healthy they were financially they're gonna go out there and bust their ass because you know, for them, it's it's like they were man's men, they were wrestlers, wrestlers in the sense that they just they're very old school. I think back to their their promo of Monty where they said, um, you know, they're talking about Davy Riches, and they were like, he said, he's what did he say? He said, Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece. <laughs> he said, Bruce and Brody ain't wearing no mouthpiece, man. Come on, man, talking about no oh, mouthpiece. Shit. Yeah, just. That's that's them, man. I think about that. I think about these two guys when they're like 20 years old whacking the shit out of each other with chairs <laughs> in a backyard in a, in a and then singles no DQ match. It's the, the, the ghettoest thing I've ever seen. Um, that's that's the Briscoes, you know. They, they loved wrestling, you know. It wasn't about it, it, really wasn't for them about you know becoming big, big time yeah, superstars, lights in the millions the bright lights, and the, the millions of dollars. You know, obviously, if they would have had the chance to do it, I'm sure they would have, but ultimately I think at some point they embraced the fact that they were ring of honor. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think about how, you know, they were put in a position where they unfortunately weren't going to be able to um, get that big shot for, for various reasons. And, and, and for them, like I said, they just, they just embraced representing uh, uh, what I think is just the most um, influential American independent promotion by far of all time. Uh, You know, when you look at ring of honor and just the prestige that it, that, that came with uh, being a part of the brand, and you know all the names that we mentioned—the Smojos and the and the Nigel McGuinnesses, Brian Danielson, CM Punk. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it's it's legendary, right? And and the Briscoes—they touched the gloves with all of those guys. You know that's why in that famous promo that was kind of set uh, was uh, a was circulating Twitter the other day about Jay Briscoe saying why he didn't want to shake EC3's hand, and he was like, bro, I this is the hand that shook Masao's hand." And 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 Brian Danielson and Nigel and Kobashi and, and Tyler Black. You know what I mean? Like that, that the whole honor is real concept was real to these guys. And um I think what really struck me, guys, when I was looking at social media, it was really, really just tough to read all the tweets. Like it was really, really difficult. And I, I just I was just scrolling the time on retweeting everything because cause everybody said beautiful stuff about them, but it was really just striking how many people that they affected and uh, came across and worked with in the business. You know, there's wrestlers from every company you could think of that they had encounters with them because these guys were everywhere. You know what I mean? Ring of Honor, as I said, it was so pivotal, and important to the business. They were really just a feeder system for just the future that a lot of a lot of a lot of you guys listening, a lot of your faves came across the Briscoes and very much had to go through them. You know, Seth Rollins tweeted about the Briscoes and and, uh, Damian Priest and Sami Zayn and God, Mm -hmm. Christopher Daniels and so many guys, the Young Bucks, uh, all throughout Twitter I'm scrolling, so many guys who came across them, you know, they they did tours in New Japan, they went to Noah. you know, they they literally touched base in so many different places and, and their scope of influence is really, really broad. And so when I was just seeing them get their love from the industry, uh, it, it was really, really beautiful. It was really touching. But it also really just kind of um, encapsulated how important they were. You know, like, like, like Manny said, they didn't get the big, the big time deals or the mania appearances or anything like that. But uh, regardless, I think that they are absolutely dead or alive. One of the greatest tag teams of all time. They're an absolutely special act. And, and the, the crazy thing about it is there were, like, no signs of them slowing down. They were operating at an unbelievably high level to the very end. The trilogy that they had with FTR was incredible, and I I, 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 I identify with Monty in the sense that, like, these days, because I've watched so much wrestling for now over 20 years, um, you know, I can appreciate just the greatness of so many of, the, of today's talents, but it's hard for me to find too many people that particularly move me. And so it's a big accomplishment that like those FTR Briscoe's matches had me reacting the way I was that last one, the the double dog collar match, like, like it was off the charts. And um, it got me in a way that like a lot of wrestling doesn't these days. And so again, as a viewer, I appreciate what they contributed to the business, Uh, but just on a human level, it's really unfortunate that we lost uh, someone like Jay Briscoe, who by all accounts seems like he's an amazing father, and uh, you know my sympathies are with the people that are close to him, and I hope that his kids can make it through because this is an unbelievably tragic situation. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, amazing team. God bless them, Godspeed, and uh, you know just just keep everybody in your thoughts, guys.
4: Yeah, man,
0: Jay Briscoe, like I said, um, for me, for more money, best tag team of all time. Jerry Briscoe, even as a singles wrestler, genuinely one of my favourite wrestlers ever. Um, but the, the promos, man, like the farm promos and shit, it's just like there's so many like there's genuine like classic promos that I've been caught on that farm. Campbell's know? chunky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, chunky. Ain't,
3: <laughs> we ain't Campbell's chunky, man.
4: I mean, serious, we ain't it's Campbell's so good. Ch- chunky.
0: And the uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the fl- when the flock of chickens died, and. Uh, <laughs> before the first young books that was circulating to it yesterday um, they're like
1: they're like shoot pissed about it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so it there's oh. a
0: line in it where he's like he's, he says something like it's like it's fifty thousand dollars for a fluff he's like we'll do eight flux a year he's like so you he's like so you do the math of how bad of a beat the young books are gonna get on saturday <laughs> it was just so
1: uh good.
3: You really believe yeah. they were who they presented themselves
0: as? Yeah, right? special, special <laughs> talents, bro.
1: Like, oh yeah, I, yeah. In the in the in the Campbell's chunky promo, Mark is cleaning a handgun the entire time, <laughs> like in the background, and he's like pointing it at himself. He's like, he's like, oh, does that look good? It's it's like just, you know, just like being a comedian. Even yeah. like, even yeah.
0: the uh, recent farm promos on the on the uh, on FTR and stuff, it's like. Um, Mark would be in the back making himself chocolate milk or some shit. Mark's always in the back doing some bullshit. Um, Yeah, man. Genuinely, as an act, probably, like, in, like, up there in my top tier of like favorite promo people of all time so like right up there is like you know, every time you see them on screen they'd like invoke something of like jay would either fire you up or you'd laugh or something like that it's like yeah up there is, like for me at least my enjoyment up there is like your dusties rick flair anyone mm. like that the people who really because you know like anytime you watch a dusty promo it will make you smile in some way you know yeah. just dusty um mm. That that was a similar thing I got with like Jay and the Briscoes with their like farm segments or whatever sort of promo they were putting. It was just uh, they were beast, man. They uh, they could yeah, fire man. you
2: up, they could make you laugh, they could do everything,
0: man. No,
2: I, I do want to say like uh, I always knew the Code of honor was something important, but after listening back to him naming the names that he shook his hand, and I now I'm thinking about it like a couple days later it's like, man. He was really a good bridge between the old pillars and then like the modern day indies to like all the mm-hmm. all the stars that we have now. Like, I don't think we're ever gonna see wrestlers like that. And it's a dying breed.
3: The, yeah, it's that, a dying that, breed, that, that, breed. That specific mold of, of of talent that came up the way they came up specifically. It's a dying breed.
2: And then now, and now, like now, the Code of honor means something completely different to me. And like, it's something special now. Like, you just imagine like some of these ring of honor wrestlers, like the hands that you shook and all that. Now is just. I, it was already a, a special thing before. And now it's an even greater thing. Like, uh, It's up there to me. Like, I don't even know how to explain I just... If you know what I mean, I... Uh,
3: I want I, I want to also just toss out... I said this privately, but I want to also say it on the air. Um, Parker had the unenviable task of reacting to this live on the air, on Dumb Guy Live, on Tuesday. And, you know, he's covering the stuff he's covering, and then he finds out, along with Murph and Jamie... That Jay Briscoe has passed. And uh like when I say unenviable, I mean unenviable because I couldn't imagine how I would have acted being on camera on YouTube uh as this news breaks. And uh I just want to say that I'm really, really, really I just admire how Parker handled everything. Murph did really, really great with his speech, uh, just in the moment eulogizing uh the life of Jay Briscoe and um and 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 the appropriate decision was made to essentially end the show after Murph said those words. Uh and mm-hmm. so I'm just really, really happy with how that was handled. And I am so uh happy and proud to be associated with the three individuals of Dumb Guy Live, including Parker, who's right above me. Uh really well done. And um I just wanted I just wanted to put put you guys over for that because because dude, like if I was in the I would have muted, I would have turned my camera off. I would I not would not have known What's what it I deep? did, basically. That's what I'm saying, because it's just like, bro, like what? I was off
0: camera anyway. But like, that's yeah. basically what I did. I, I was just was, know, was, was, completely speechless. Well, if, so, wasn't,
3: it, wasn't it me who broke the news to you, Monty?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I I told it to you like yeah. about ten minutes before it it. But uh, Tony, I think, tweeted roughly.
0: Uh, yeah, because it was like one of one of, an indie wrestler tweeted about it. And uh, then um, there was a couple of like, tweets like, please no, you know. Um, obviously, a lot of people got mad at Cassidy Hines him he tweeted something like, please no, it be true. Um, obviously, because of what happened the other week. I do, I do think people were kind of, you know, not to get him, not to make this about fucking Twitter and stuff, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's obviously, so, you know, I would personally didn't hold that against him too much, to be honest, because it's like, you know, um, it, was just tra- it was just traumatic, and not People were just... People were tweeting things such as that. And then I saw Sanjay tweet something, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's when it, like, really hit me, like, fuck, you know. Um, yeah. Then as much was confirmed to me by yourself, we both, and Tony, like, a few minutes later done the tweet. Well, and Mas, it, it, it was brutal
3: because, uh, for me, I was at work, right, and then <clears> I saw the cast tweet, and then I didn't even, like, look into it too much. And then, like, next thing you know, I checked my phone immediately. And I was basically getting word like the angsty locker room was freaking out, and I was like, I was like, why? And they're like, well, words going around that Jay Briscoe died, and I was like, did anybody say anything public? I I, I searched his name on like, the timeline and stuff, and I didn't hear anything. And then, you know, another person said something to me, and I was like, oh my god, like is is someone going to say something or like what's going to happen here? And then I just I told you, I was I was like, are you live? Because I couldn't watch the video, but I, I was like, are you live? Uh, because. Like, this happened, and I said it, and like you kept typing and deleting stuff, and um, and then boom, right at right there, Tony Khan tweets, and it's like, holy shit, um, yeah, man, it was fucking crazy, but yeah, yeah man, Parker, you, you, you did, I thought you did tremendous, and 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 uh, it, it was very appropriate of you to uh, not like turn the situation into like something where you know the, the video could profit I guess so to speak off it whether it be super chats or viewership or whatever it just wouldn't have been right and uh it's a very mature decision if you go go ahead
1: yeah well yeah my thought was just because there's always a chance that it's like you know that that it was something controversial or something that you know wouldn't have warranted a a a tribute or a memorial if that makes sense and so I didn't want to jump the gun on anything I didn't want to like I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make unprepared yeah, uh, you know, gains Statements. off of something is tragic, right? Yeah. And so yeah, so yeah, I I thought I thought if I can just say like what Murph said, like Murph taking the time to say what he had to do at, at 18 years old on the spot, saying on the spot to a wrestler that he's seen wrestle dozens mm-hmm. of times uh, is remarkable and i'm not gonna like put him put his life on blast but it's it's remarkable in ways that like not even people who are on this pod like realize so um give him all of his flowers for that like i i was just the person who who felt like i was in charge and so Mm -hmm. i made the decisions and so yeah it was very sad i'm sure you saw all three of us get really emotional um on on the pod um and so um yeah Yeah. i'm i'm so i'm in with that Get, get just sort of getting back to the celebration i'm very happy that we're able to come back and, and do this and talk mm-hmm. and celebrate and celebrate yeah. his
0: life especially <laughs> especially with, uh, going back to what park was saying i was actually like i was actually quite blown away by like, how he was able to kind of you know uh pull that out of you know nowhere it i was insane too- i was just like whoa because uh, you know it was like you know, we've all gone round and said, "Oh, it's already Murph on the spot." Just you know, done like a nice three-minute eulogy, kind you know, and he, what he meant to him, what Jay meant to him, and the Briscoes meant to him as wrestlers, and obviously, a whole lot of it is a tragic situation and stuff, and how we'll be missed. And not Park said, "18 years of old, he's done better than anything." Like, I, like I was saying to Abu earlier like I literally just I went silent. You know, I was just. Mm broken you know uh, I, I, I was speechless like been mentioned earlier like, when he told me i kept typing and deleting stuff. So, like i didn't i couldn't i was speechless you know i didn't know what to you know what say to I mean, or i didn't know what yeah. to say or do it was it was yeah right. rough man but again Murph, you know if you're watching we're gonna clip this and make sure you see it at least but uh no, man. You, you killed it man like you know i know we all like you know especially me and Ibu, you like <laughs> the annoying, you <laughs> like the annoying little brother in the chat and stuff, yeah. you know, and you have, you have the little things that you do, you warm more and that, but that would you should genuinely be proud of that. Honestly. Absolutely. Like, I know it might've just seemed like you saying what you had to say in the moment to make it not awkward or whatever, but like you genuinely done yourself pretty proud with that, you know? But,
1: yeah. Carry on. Ibu, yep. be no, that's,
3: that's it. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
1: I love this comment real here from my people VK. are gonna be
3: people are gonna be watching random Briskles uh, YouTube promos like how people watch uh, random razor yeah again.
2: So, yeah, oh, yeah yeah I it's true it. had, it's, it's true. This, so like that day it happened uh, on Tuesday I was, like I, said, I was in a Sonic drive-through I I got a milkshake you know I got my my stuff and then I got the news and I highly pulled over into one of the stalls and just sat there for like sixteen minutes or like twenty minutes while my shake just melted. I was like reading everything That's and I'm shake
0: ain't taste the same bro you know and well oh, was, it's the worst,
2: man. and then you I, get horrible just,
0: news like that it's the worst
2: man. Yeah I was just reading everything like my grilled cheese was cold and I was just like I just went home and like I was like man what do I like what do I do now like and I was just so happy reading the timeline with everybody like all the wrestlers and everybody that took photos of him just going through the timeline and people were doing match recommendations and, and I'm glad heck, I'm part of the of the late night grin discord and somebody decided that they were like for the people who just wanted to watch Jay Briscoe. They, he, they started doing a marathon of his matches and I'm glad that somebody did that. Cause it was better doing it with friends, you know, instead of just watching it by yourself, like in a dark room, just like being sad about it. So, I mean, I'm glad that, the whole community came together to celebrate a man's life, you know?
1: I have to, uh, so I, I may, I may teacher and coach and, uh, one of my speech and debate students does follow wrestling pretty closely. And, uh, at practice when he came up, you know, when he's walking in, he was like, and he also, he has autism as well. He actually struggles socially quite a bit. Um, but, but he has a community in speech and debate speech and debate. And he was like, are you okay, Mister Klein? And I was like, about what? And he was like, Well, Jay Briscoe. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing okay. And then I was like, Are you okay? He's like, Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, All right, bro. All right, bro. You got it. <laughs> but I, I do, I do love that. Like, and that's one of the. I think that's one of the great things about sort of like semi niche interests like this that are wide enough to be nationwide or even worldwide, <laughs> mm-hmm. but are also sort of secluded enough to where not everybody knows who jay briscoe was not everybody knows who the briscoes were or who ring of honor or what ring of honor is or anything like that and yet there there are those what i think is like this is so pretentious what i think is like the lifeblood of like life what makes it worthwhile is interpersonal connections and mutual understandings and things like that and so to get that from something like this i think is i think it's really really uh really powerful and really heartening to see
0: yeah it's special man briscoes jay he's touched a lot of people and you know it's uh you know obviously it's unfortunate so but it's kind of a cool moment for you to have with one of your students as well you know um but yeah the, br- the briscoes man or oh, oh, one of my <laughs> one of more like, genuine favorite that passed on is like I think like, Manny probably does this as well from uh from the tweets I've seen of his. So like, you just go on YouTube and just like look for old Bruce guys matches against like a lot of the time they'll be wrestling like two single wrestlers put together or some shit. Yes. You know, uh, like they'll be in like some shitty venue. And they'll be fucking taking crazy heads like, and they'll be brawling to the outside and Mark will jump off the top of a building
2: and, keep, you know? and concrete, you know?
4: <laughs> still
2: playing yeah. I know. I- I know this is about Jay, but man, I, watching some of these young, these earlier matches, eighteen-year-old Mark Briscoe, man, he was a monster. I had no He's idea he was insane, that good bro. and that he athletic. He did. Like, I was watching the Amazing Red match with AJ Styles, and mm-hmm. he did like Amazing Red did like a roll up to him, and how he got out of the roll up was he did a nip up, <laughs> and like, and he got it perfectly. And then like I was like, what the hell? I've never seen anybody do a nip up out of a pin attempt it was, it
0: oh, was man. Uh, based, I, man.
2: It, it's cool because for me right i am um,
3: i i like found out what ring of honor was in 2008 but i had no means or way of watching <laughs> ring of honor uh, at the time yeah you know, because it's like it's mostly you either go to the venue and watch it watch the show or you buy a dvd or whatever and so you know i i remember like i'd be on the internet right and um i i'd read about all these names And so I knew every every major Ring of Honor wrestler's name about two years before I could really start consistently watching them. So, you know, I consistently saw Austin Aries, Brian Danielson. uh, I saw Jerry Lynn's name, the Briscoes, Tyler Black, guys like that, right? And um, Ring of Honor got a TV deal with HDNet. And I remember, I remember, like, asking my mom to expand our cable package to get HDNet and, like, finessing it. And uh, I remember, like, when I was watching Ring of Honor, like... Like, I was like, oh, so like, it was so cool because, like, all of a sudden I had faces, so all these names, because, like, you didn't, I didn't really have that, right? Um, and, and the coolest thing for me was I got familiarized with all these guys. I thought the product was really cool. And and the Briscoes were, were among the people that I thought were really awesome. And when I stopped watching wrestling, right, a couple of years after that, I came back and, like, the landscape was totally different of wrestling in general in the States, right? And, and one of the coolest things was I get back into WWE. And I see Cesaro, and I'm like, "That's Claudio Castagnoli." <gasps> and I see Sammy Zane, like, "Oh, that's El Generico." Oh my god, holy shit! <laughs> you know, Kevin Steen's in WWE. Whoa, right? And and the funny thing was, I was like, I remember thinking, like, "Who's still in Ring of Honor? <laughs> like, who's still in Ring of Honor?" And and then I'd see the because I'm like, "Oh my god, they're still here." And then they're like, "Am like, oh, they're even
4: better now?" Oh my god.
3: So, just just a funny thing I wanted to point out because um, when I got back into wrestling. Whatever it was, 2015-ish or whatever. Uh everybody was gone from, from the ring of honor that I discovered, except the Briscoes and like the young bucks seemingly. And uh, you know, just, just a model of consistency, man. No matter what what period of the Briscoes you look into, they're they're awesome.
0: You know, they're yeah, they're
3: exactly – literally. I'm I'm really happy I got to see them live last year. Around the same time Parker saw saw them live. I saw them at the Hammerstein show against uh, Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. So yeah, man.
0: The consistency, man, it's like, um, you know, again, for like the 50th time on this podcast, they are my number one tag of all time. It's like that consistency over, you know, well over a decade now. Like genuinely, like, up there the whole time. It's like, if they're not your best tag team in the world, they're at least worthy of being in the conversation. They've been at that level for at least, like, 13 right. years or something, you know. Um, and they can do probably style. longer oh, than man. that. Longer than that, bro. Um, been up like, on top of, go on.
2: Uh, oh, sorry. To I, I forgot who it was. It might have been Alan Farrell or something like that. That said that they might be the only wrestlers to have great matches from the beginning of the career to the end of the career. Because I think that I think the Amazing Red and AJ Styles match is like their third match in Ring of Honor, and it's like their first year wrestling. And
0: yeah, so it's
2: just and it's good. And yeah, yeah. No, it's like <laughs> it's not just
0: it's not just a novelty
1: pop. It's a it's a good match. You know.
0: Yeah, well, it's a great match.
1: J- Jay, Jay, the Briscoes versus each other was on the 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 one year anniversary show of Ring of Honor. Was mm. Jay versus Mark, which was also a great match. Yes. So yeah, literally from from the beginning. Two thousand two. By, by the way, they have so they so on that show, which is like one of the better reviewed uh, early early Ring of Honor shows of of all time. Mm-hmm. That's uh, they have the uh, current uh, third highest rated match on that show. Some matches they're ahead of, or one match that they're ahead of is Brian Danielson versus Samoa Joe uh, <laughs> on that show. So I think that, that that's a pretty good uh, indicator yeah. of how of how damn good these Bro, two guys uh, are and were.
3: You go back to those those Ring of Honor names from 2002, and I know like the age is different, varying for some of these guys, but like you go back to those those you know a lot of those names right from the early 2000s of Ring of Honor. Very few of them are operating at the same level as they were at the time that are still active. You know, AJ Styles is still a very good wrestler. He's not the guy he was no. in the 2000s. Uh, you know, whoever it's really like it's Danielson's still incredible. The Briscoes are still incredible. The Bucks are, you know, th- the last few years have been better than they've ever been. Um, but like a lot of those other guys are they're either just not in the business or they're just not at they're just not at the same
4: level that
2: they were at that time. Yeah. Also, I also want to bring notes to that match that somebody was post that somebody posted earlier in the week was their backyard match where they wrestled on dirt.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: that that was insane. Some of the bumps that they took in, and I know that they're bros but they were throwing live rounds at each other. Yeah, bro. It, was, it was insane.
0: It was uh especially watching it like now, you know. Yeah, C T. <laughs> what we know about C T and shit, bro. Like they were. Monty, did you see bro. what I tweeted? I, I I wrote it was a CTE classic. Bro,
3: yeah,
0: crazy, crazy. They,
2: they got they got those uh, plastic chairs, not the steel one, the plastic hard plastic chairs, and Jay just started. He to put
0: them
4: up. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah he started so, trying to break the chair on each other's heads, bro. It was crazy enough. but that's another thing with the Bruce guys, man. It's like on top of the consistency, it's like. The match catalog as well, especially like seeing it, especially seeing people like post like the quirky matches that Jay uh, the Briscoes would have, like mm. stuff in Japan, stuff here, stuff there, stuff in the backyard. Their match catalog is genuinely like it's so long that it would be almost impossible for anyone to actually like fit everything on it and not forget one weird obscure match from here or there like that match catalog is as impressive as like anyone's you know um yeah man then just them them as characters as well just truly unique really authentic believable funny just exciting amazing just (laughs) Yeah, man, we could go all day honestly about the Briscoes. It would be quite easy, you know. We've already yeah. done forty-three minutes. It feels like we've barely scratched the surface, you know. Um, it was special, man. Especially, very special to more fandom, uh, especially, especially getting into Ring of Honor, you know. Uh, seeing, seeing like Jay and Mark, or like just kind of, it's kind of like rugged as they are, you know, and kind of like the the white, the wildness of early Ring of Honor, like that would. Kind of draw me in and the Briscoes were a big part of it so yeah and not uh, ring of honor is kind of a big part of my fandom as a whole so you can't talk about ring of honor without talking about the Briscoes. so you know they meant a lot to me it's obviously tragic heartbreaking news and we're all sending thoughts and prayers to the pew family um there has been a campaign set up to raise some funds for the pew family as well i'll attach it to the link i'll attach it to the boil in this that's uh I'll do it as soon as we've finished here. but As soon as it's uploaded, I'll um, I'll get that in the description. So uh, if anyone wants to find that, we'll do it there. Um, it's on our Twitter page as well. But um, again, rest in peace to genuinely for more money. Like one of the one of the true greats of his era of wrestling. Um, as Ibu was mentioned earlier, touched a lot of people in the business from like, all corners because. Because of Ring, what Ring of Honor was, and the way that the stars of Ring of Honor went on to influence the business, it's like someone like Joe Bisco, who was there from day one to now, has obviously touched a lot of people that have gone on to become basically the business that we see today. You know, um, but yeah, obviously um, last night was dynamite. There was they played the, uh, you know, they done they done like the picture tribute. That you get sometimes very uh you know very kind of like you know what wwe do as well sometimes and you know just kind of picture with the two dates and you know rest in peace but it wasn't you know the one apparently according to Steve marks on the rest of the radio they were not allowed to do an actual like tribute show for jay and you know there was no kind of like you know, like a two-minute tribute video, with kind of like you know, people talk. There was like none of that. You know, so the wrestlers were allowed to wear an armband, but but as far as like kind of you know celebrating his life on T TBS TNT, like that, apparently was not allowed by the network. Which you know, it's a shame. Obviously, Tony Khan did tweet before the uh, before the show went live that they will be that that they did film a tribute show which will air on YouTube and on Honor Club and stuff, but. That will not be, it seems like that is just not allowed to be on the uh, network. Obviously, this is to do with, um, the Briscoe's had a funny relationship with, you know, the networks and stuff because of Jay Briscoe's. Jay Briscoe made some homophobic comments back in 2013. He was rightly criticised for them back then. But it's, in in that 10 years, you know, he's, it's according to people close to him, obviously, I can't talk to him as a person. you know, I did not know him uh but according to the people that have been around him, close to him, stuff like that, uh they've all noted how, in recent years that the the j would have made those tweets in twenty thirteen a completely different person to what he is now. they always talk about how welcoming and respectful he is and welcoming from all walks of life. It doesn't matter who you are or whatever um and talk about him being a family man. And, you know, as much as someone can without trying to be, like, fake about it, he kind of, you know, he... he, A lot of people whose word have a lot of weight in these kind of things have spoke about how Jay Briscoe was, you know, really worked to kind of, you know, redeem his reputation and his reputation had softened over the years, especially to the point where if you was a fan of the Briscoes and you was disappointed in them and you wanted a reason to be able to, you know, kind of get back into them and give them another chance. like you could, you know, they they did soften the reputation to that point, but just not to the point where these big networks and stuff were, you know, uh, Happy to broadcast them on their television, even though we did get kind of like, you know, that we got the Briscoe's promo before that last FTR match that aired on TV, which was even that was like a big shock. And it was like, what, a two minute promo or something? Um, but yeah, man, it's like okay. even like with last night, with it being such a tragic thing that happened, and the comments just being like tweets from 10 years ago, you would have thought that maybe you know, they could have been able to work some out for. You know, due to the circumstances, but unfortunately, not. But the tribute show has been filmed, it just will not be allowed to be filmed. Uh, produced that's the word I'm looking for. Air, we're not allowed to air on any Warner Brothers Discovery programming, which is. I think it's absolute bullshit, to be honest. I think most people, especially wrestling fans, have spoke out all day like about it being absolute bullshit because, you know... So, like, even in the context of it just being like... it was, AEW Dynamite last night was literally the leading for Dana White's Slap League or whatever the fuck it's called. It's it's a mess. Uh, and Dana White literally got found, recorded, you know in public, smacking the shit out of his wife, which is just like... Multiple bad. times. Yeah, he was just terrible. Um, I've never been a big fan of Dana White, and obviously that fucking enforced it times 10, you know? Um, so he, he he's literally got caught on camera, red-handed, like you know, domestically abusing his wife or whatever you want to call it, you know, beating his wife, laying hands on a woman, however you want to phrase it. Then, then, then for TBS to turn around and air the slap, the slap fight league or whatever the fuck it's called, hosted by Diana White, is like, but they can't do it. They can't Monty, do they, it. Monty, they,
3: they, gave it, they gave it a week off. That was the, the punishment. They, they, they canceled its original air date, and then just delayed it a week. And, and it goes beyond even that, man. Because among the things under the Warner Brothers Discovery, um, umbrella, is the DC Edge franchise. Room. yes i was gonna say
0: he's a sick fuck is a
3: maniac and to this point he's still locked in on on future projects with the flash and wbd has done nothing about that and so to me i think what this shows if nothing else is that when it comes to these businesses morality it, it, it the buck stops at just you know how much money you can make you know because they don't, they don't give a damn about what happened with Dana White. They, 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 they just wanted to wait it out and hopefully it goes away and then you air whatever you were planning to do. Same thing with Ezra Miller and The Flash because that's a big IP. And, and, and so that's why, to me, them honing in on the Briscoes is, is ridiculous. I think it's even more ridiculous when you think about, like, this business is full, full of dubious people. You know what I mean? Full of dubious people. Top to bottom, everywhere you look. So for them to just go, Briscoe's, your tweet from 2013 is why you got. It, is, it. it is not. Smart, it, it's really, so- it's really weird because if 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 you applied any modicum of consistency to that type of ruling and enforcement, we'd be missing a lot of guys from television on wrestling. Oh, fucking so everyone, I, bro. It, so, no one would so be yeah. over over their tweets from 2013, and this is not me condoning anything that they said. I'm just saying that from a consistency standpoint, it makes no sense to me in any way.
0: Yeah, it's like a, I, I wrote in the article I wrote about Jay. It's like he'll never be able to take back those homophobic comments. He wouldn't. And the comments were really bad, you know. Um, but like I said, if. If you was looking if you wanted a reason to actually like, give them a chance again you know and you wanted to see somebody who would go off and learn from the experience and seemingly grow as a person and you know um, and obviously just having many people vouch for him unwarranted you know what I mean whether that be Ian Rickabani or F, even Effie in recent days um, you know whether that be, wrestlers from the you know lgbtq community and stuff like that um you know they would all talk about him being so welcoming and stuff like that and he was never you know a lot of people do even say as well like jay bruce could like yeah he was intimidating you know what i mean he was he was you know A man man amongst boys. He was a captain of the locker room. He was this. He was that. You know, and he was intimidating. But once these people would always say, like, once I once I spoke to him, he was so warm and welcoming, and he was a family man, and he was this, and he was that. You know, and people don't just do that unwarranted. You know, so uh, like I said, if you. Wanted to genuinely get a better judge of his character from the people that have been around him, and you wanted to only hear positive things that is genuinely what all you heard. And if you wanted to enjoy him again and not kind of feel guilty about it and think that he's this homophobic piece of whatever, then you could do that, you know. Um, so for him to be still held by the sword up until you know, up until the very end, was very kind of a uh, you know, it's bullshit. You kind of you kind of always always wonder like, why. Why why Jay? Why is that such a big deal? Do you know if that makes sense? Like not not in the sense not to dismiss the, what he did or anything, but like Ibu was saying there's so many wrestlers that have done like whether it's this or that or you know what I mean? There's so many wrestlers that have fucked up or just pieces of shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like then so- for them to focus in on like a tweet from one wrestler who you know, it's not like Jay Briscoe is the biggest wrestler in the world and it was all over ABC, NBC no. news front page and stuff. It was I'd found it very peculiar that they kind of you know mag- put a magnifying glass on that
1: situation. So to, to be clear, even even outside of all the like blatant hypocrisy that's being shown and like the inconsistencies, it's still pathetically like embarrassing to not allow this person to work in AEW by, you know, if you're the network, like who, who cares? Like, can people not, people, can people not make, make mistakes? And again, this is not to excuse anything. It's, it's just, I just don't understand the, the rationale behind it. Like, are you so profit obsessed that, and, do you do you have such little faith in in people's like ability to change that you think that something from 2013 is their set in stone necessary indicative you know conceptualization of life like forever regardless of the fact if you know whether it was even in character or not you know what i'm saying so like i'm gonna i'm gonna go by what people like effie have said Jay Briscoe showed me respect and love when everyone told me he wouldn't. If you knew Jay, you knew he would uplift everyone in that locker room, regardless of whatever world they came to wrestling from. The best rest easy, brother. Dark Sheik responded. Dark Sheik is trans. Seconded nothing but kind words and good memories. I think that kind of speaks for itself more so than the tweet from nine years ago, wouldn't you say? I just yeah, think the I, I just not not to make it more than more than it needs to be, but the wrestling fan wrestling i think in in general has a bit of a has a bit of a problem where they a lot of times wrestling fans act like warner brothers discovery in this situation mm-hmm. and they don't uh, they don't generally let people return if they've always shown, shown genuinely- be a for redemption you know unless someone's like a yes.
0: rapist or a pedophile yes, so or something like course. just really like disgusting you know what i mean like if someone yeah. just said some off-color comments or made a mistake you know he's like if we're just trying to like cancel people or whatever, then it's like the, the people need a road to redemption. Otherwise, like how do people get better? Like how does, how do these, how does cancelling people and stuff, like how does that, um you know, how does that help these people get better? Do you know what I mean? Like you should, I... we should want the people to get better not to just completely get rid of them. And this isn't a fuck cancel culture rant or anything like that. You know what no. I mean? Of course, like, um uh, whether that be speaking talk. out, yeah. whether that be speaking out or the Me Too movement, they've done absolutely a lot of good in the world, you know. But um, just like I said, again, this isn't a cancel culture movement, uh, speech or whatever. But this is more just, you know, if we're trying to, if we're just trying to cancel people and not give them any sort of chance of redemption, then like, what's the point, you know? You know, we just cast the cast away people and shit. I don't know,
3: Marty. When I, you know. I've been watching wrestling 20 years, right? But I, I didn't really I didn't really engage with wrestling Twitter until uh, 2021. And one of the most surprising things that I encountered when I came in was just it really isn't a whole new world in terms of hearing how, like, wrestling fans on wrestling Twitter think about people. And so I was shocked at just how many people that I just, you know, regarded well were, like, hated, right? And I would be like, you know, I remember I'd come on the app and I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, this guy. And I'd be like, oh, he's a this. And I was like, wait, what? And then they'll, they'll show me like a, a tweet screenshot or a Facebook post from like 2015 or like 2012. And they like, yeah, fuck this guy. And it's just like, I mean, for certain situations, like it applies, but it really was so jarring to me. But like that, what you guys have been talking about, where it's just like, wow, so I just have to now like hate all these people that you just listed because because of this and because of that and because of this and because of that. It's just, well, I, go ahead.
1: And the big, the big incongruence is that. I don't think there's a single person who genuinely thinks that that the Briscoes are homophobic or were homophobic, right? Mm. Like, like, now, like now in 2023, mm. you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. who, there's nobody out there who's like who thinks that they wake up and they hate people <laughs> or they hate people yeah, yeah. or whatever, right? It's just I don't know. It's I'm going to go by I'm going to go by the fact. I think there's two incredible things that you can take away from how Jay went about the situation. Number one, genuine apologies, genuine remorse, and genuine work towards self-improvement and towards making amends for the people he had hurt. You think he doesn't know that he hurt people with what he said, right? You think he didn't get that? No, of course he did. He definitely did. And he worked extremely hard to make that change. The other thing is... Take he completely. I think a comment said this. He took it on the fucking chin, right? He could have made excuses. He could have been bringing it up in interviews, like, "Hey, man, you know, it's it was a long time ago. I'm I'm a lot better, you know." No, he he took his lumps. He still worked insanely hard at what he did. By the way, his brother was with him the entire way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that's so admirable. To 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 make a mistake, and what he said was horrible, I'm not going to deny that at all, but to actually stick with it and, and be genuine in the fact that, that yeah, you know what, I did make a mistake, and this is what I'm going to do to improve it, and I'm not going to complain about the treatment that I get as a result. I think that's such a testament to who he was as a human being.
0: Yeah. Well said, Parker. Yeah, so. yeah man. It's, everything that he took, so long ago as well, like over a decade ago or something now. And it's like I talk about like how we've seen these Ring of Honor people grow as people, you know, like Jay Jay and Mark getting into the business at, like, as teenagers. It's like you know, we also dumb shit when we was younger. Maybe maybe none of it was homophobic or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, man, like these, these he grew grew as a person. He was younger then. He's older now. He's wiser now. You know, it's um, you know, it's really unfortunate. Yeah.
2: It's it's kind of I mean. It sucks that he was the one out of all the Ring of Honor guys that got caught up for it. He's like, if you go back and watch uh AJ Styles versus SEMA, he he AJ Styles yells an insane thing during his match, and I can't believe that nobody ever brings Bro, up. It's, oh, it's, it's because
1: cool. it was a tweet, Bro. it's because it was on the internet and social media, yeah. And because there's actual like it's so Bro, arbitrary. Oh, you, you, you,
3: you go back to wrestling. 15-plus years ago, there's going to be something insanely objectionable coming from every segment you watch. You think
2: Sting never did anything crazy? You think
1: J.F. Jarrett never did anything crazy? And another bro. thing that
2: pissed me off about the J stuff is, like, some, I, I forgot where it was. I saw it on Twitter. They said that, of course, that they weren't going to let him on because of that comment. And look at the way they look. And I said, what do you mean? What is the way they look? Has to do anything why they shouldn't be on TV? That, it's like, that's just weird. Like, I know. It's, it's like, like
1: classist. Like, I know. Yeah, they yeah. look like
0: beasts. <laughs> they
1: look love <incredible. laughs> the they like, look awesome. Awesome. like that dudes Facebook are gonna beat seven. the shit out of you. That's awesome. The no, final wait. four
0: with the Briscoe is legit. One of my favorite wrestling. So,
3: great. so check this out. So, my my, my, my good buddy Commodore Laz in the comments he says, uh, he says, hate it when we use people's pasts on someone, especially after they've worked towards being better and educating themselves on their errors. I want to I want to point that out because dude. Yeah. Uh, park you, you were talking about how fans act like Wbd right and the craziest thing to me is like 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 last said when people genuinely try to rectify their wrongs and get better and fans will still kind of cross they'll put themselves on this weird moral high ground right where like they're on a high chair with their arms folded and it's almost like it's not enough for them whatever like like they're perfect people and and continue to hold these things over over individuals wh- whether it's to win an argument or whatever it is. And and it's just like, it, it almost feels like you don't actually care about the offense, really. You just want to, you just want to be a sanctimonious asshole, you know. Um, and, and that's a, it's really, it's really common. It's really common. Uh, and so, it's just a shame how this whole thing played out. WBD are shameful for this whole situation. It's it's hypocritical.
1: Yeah. Putting fucking um, data on your show, you fucking putting yeah, right. Putting money <laughs> fucking.
3: Yeah, horrors, man just
1: like evil people yeah power
3: just slap bad. just slapping your wife all right man you, you guys don't you don't you guys don't
0: give a shit i shit wasn't even worth it Bro, it's not like it's not like yeah It's not it's like they like yeah, were, cool we're, uh, like there, we're yeah, like airing good. John Jones versus Anganu. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it some bullshit slap league that should have never happened in the first place, bro. bro. That, that,
3: that outside of a couple of viral tweets and Instagram things, like it's, it's not going to mean anything to anyone. There's a
0: lo- there's loads of viral tweets for the, all the wrong reasons as well. Like people just don't just concerned, bro. It's like it's not. It's not. It's outside of like a couple of clips where you might pop or something like it's so like it's like the ultimate like brain dead like sport if that makes sense like it's there's no skill or nothing to it it's just people taking brain damage you know like if there were, if there was some skill to it or some like do you know what I mean like it, it's just so ridiculous bro it's like
2: look, look at me out look Never mind. oh Never mind. uh <laughs> we about up. to defend uh,
1: slap fighting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, I mean, you, know, you can
0: you pop for it, whatever, but you can't have pop for it knowing like God, this is like this is like bottom of the barrel pop. if man, I'm
2: gonna tell you, this is like some slum shit. You know, you're watching guys slap each other. and and it, yeah, yeah. It obviously, that's it shouldn't born be on,
1: in, in, born in uh, born in West Texas. You right <laughs> should,
2: it shouldn't have been on TV, you know, maybe YouTube, you know, whatever. But yeah, like, that's what I mean, bro. Like,
0: it, I don't think it should be happening, but if it is happening, like, it definitely shouldn't be on television. Like, yo, oh,
2: I will say, man, some of those KOs were insane. I can't believe people were strong enough to do that.
0: Insane, bro. Like it's a, It was the
2: fastest hour. It was the fastest hour I've ever seen go by.
0: It was... <laughs> the knockouts as well, bro. It's just like people are just voluntarily basically taking these shots, you know. It's just... Uh, it's like people... I've seen a few people say, like, oh, yeah, but to say... not like, saying to other people. It's not like something... It's not like a tweet loads or anything coming first. Okay, I've seen people, like... You know, clapbacks and stuff like, oh, yeah, but you enjoy MMA. Like, MMA is like a sport. Like, you're not trying to get hit. Like, the objective of slap fighting <laughs> is mm. to eat someone's slap and slap them harder. Like, Plus, no, plus MMA, MMA, is, MMA
3: is heavily, heavily regulated and went through years of dissection and scrutiny from various uh, commissions and and everywhere, and it had to fight for decades to 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 clean up the image of being just barbaric and unskilled and uh, all that. So yeah, I mean yeah, MMA does exist, and or, you know in an organized <laughs> way. but so like, it, went, it went, went through be regulated they, and not literally be like two guys
1: killing each other. The only good thing that I saw from slap fighting mm-hmm. was when that guy just it like he just got the shit slapped out of him. It was like <laughs> over, and he and he looks back at the guy. He's like, I ate that. I that. I was like, all right, all right, this this might be kind I, of good now.
3: I was I was talking to my brother about it, and, and he said like this show feels like the most like 2005 stoner dumb guy TV show that comes out on like a Saturday at like like 11:30 on like MTV or like Vice or some. So it feels like it's gonna follow a Rob Deerick show or some shit. And, like it's just yeah yeah. That's, it, you know, that's like, so right.
2: my my yeah. favorite. My two favorite clips from that were the three of them, it was a guy named Slap Jesus. Like that's such an <laughs> insane name. <laughs> the the other one was that girl getting ko so hard that she did a front roll, bro, and then like you know, she. <laughs> and yeah. the other one, the other, the other one was he got KO'd. They woke him up and said, "Where am I?" And he says, "You were fighting." He says, "I was fighting." How? <laughs> and then he he didn't even know where he was. <laughs> that's
0: not funny, man. That's that's fucked up, bro. Like voluntary CT, it's like. I love a good KO, you know what I mean? Like, any, any combat sports fan loves a good KO. I love a stiff match in wrestling and stuff, you know what I mean? But like people just openly taking these shots, bro. So stop like, what and you seen people get KO'd and the eyes are rolling back. One of the guys I think they got it's probably the guy you were just talking about. The guy was fully fenced on the floor, bro, stiffened up like a board, like
2: and oh uh, Chris, Chris, not, Chris
0: Nowinski is, like, the big CTE doctor who brought, like, a lot of attention to it. Like, he posted, he posted like, the clips of it. And he was just like, bro, man might never be the same again. Like, <laughs> voluntarily taking CTE, bro. Like It's just, I don't know. Crazy, I'm not proud of, trauma.
2: Like, I'm not proud of myself. And I probably shouldn't say this on there, but my brother was actually wa- – my brother doesn't want to watch wrestling and some shit like that, but he was actually watching the, sh- the slap league with me. And then I forgot who it was got KO'd, and he's like, he gave me a half-five and said, Bro, this fucking rules. And I said, Oh,
4: <laughs>
2: it's like jackass,
4: you
2: know? Yeah.
0: It's like, very, it's like, it's, it's, like, like, it's so, like it's, like, it's garbage, but, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's stimulating, you know what I mean? It's people yeah. getting knocked yeah. clean out and idiots saying, I ate that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it, you know, it's proper, like, it's, it's like, it's just, you know.
3: It's hard to look away from it. For some people, I can understand. It's uh, it it look it it's shitter dumb guy content. You know what I mean? Like
0: uh, yeah,
3: the same way you want to watch like a monster truck just you know you know mow over or something or whatever.
0: I don't know. It's a, I don't know. But yeah, foot, foot water brothers discovery for the yeah, day. You know? you know. What, what what else is in the news, Monty? Oh, uh, you know what. First yeah. of all, we've got, we've got first because we haven't done it yet because yeah, we was, was talking about brother Jay. Um, uh, like, subscribe <laughs> if you haven't already. <laughs> an hour video, how, yeah, an hour in, uh, please like the video, subscribe. Uh, we have had a couple super chats, but literally just a couple. If you feeling generous, feel sending some super chats too. Um, mm. uh, we've got one here from far five triple two, of course. Uh two dollars twenty ten to twenty fourteen, Twitter was unreal, My mutual my mutuals matured. Um yeah, bro, people getting wild on the app back in uh you know every
3: every social media was crazy twenty ten. Yeah,
0: people in general just on the internet, bro. Just, like, don't look up any, uh, you don't want to look up anyone's old tweets, Facebook posts. <laughs> Lord help us if we ever saw people's like old MySpace pages and shit, bro. You know. <laughs> uh, well yeah man, it's uh World times, world changes, you know. Um, yeah. Rob, $5, appreciate it. It's funny because Dana said he started it because he saw vids with 350 million views and they only did 259, k okay? It was gas, though. Um, that's the thing, man. It's it's nothing other more than, like, viral clips, you know? Yeah. I think I was saying something. I think I was saying when Manny was popping through yesterday, I was like, come on, man, like... First five first five minutes or first KOs like, okay, cool, but actually like sitting there for an hour or two or like, watch like, people you know and the rating the ratings reflected that it's like you know, any KO video, you go on Twitter and go on these street fight videos and shit like that. People getting KO'd, it gets views, bro. Like it just does <laughs> like you know, it's like um it's like <laughs> it's like Cody describes in that promo we cut the other day, you know. Uh he was the car wreck in the Hell in a Cell match that you just couldn't take your eyes off. You know what I mean? Oh, rock, yeah. People, people watch this shit, bro. You know it's no, like, it's stimulating. I don't want to. I don't want to use the word entertaining. You know, mm. but you know. Real, well, you you know, what you
3: it know since you brought him up, Monty, what do you what do you think about uh, WWE making the decision to announce Cody's return at the Rumble instead of letting it be a surprise pop?
0: Obviously, got a bigger surprise. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you have any idea that that?
1: Nothing for old dude, Masters. you know. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! What do you say, Parker? Uh Chris Masters. Oh man! Oh,
0: my he's God. trying.
1: I, I, I just saw his tweet. It's really like a, sad. Yeah, I was just like, he's like kind I'm of awkward. He's like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's like, he's he's just like he's like. I gotta be honest, guys. I haven't <laughs> gotten called. I don't know if it's <laughs> happening this year. I, Bro, I I feel like it's really weird and
3: awkward to see like the... The forgotten 2000s wwe wrestlers trying to like shoot their own angles
0: every december the and january bro, bro. <laughs> the
3: bro, bro. Where's Where's ricky ortiz jesus christ bro matt matt cardona like uh he's gonna be at the rumble right uh, that's a that's a hangy exclusive um but there's a period where that wasn't official and he was just on twitter like anything could happen in january gif of a countdown yeah. like <laughs> whoa 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 it's like all right but like, he was he was literally like creating his own hype to like you know like 97 likes yeah and, and to his credit he is generally good at it he did, he did a good job rebranding his Mac Cardona and gcw and stuff like that but uh i don't know something something about it was like because you know like rumble season is always always like a hype and speculation on certain guys um but it felt like he was manufacturing his own uh for himself where it's like there weren't like all these tweets like oh man what if and Matt Cardona showed up at the Rumble. Like, oh, my God. Like, it was literally him making the tweets, like, a lot of people, a lot
1: of people talking. A lot of people talking. <laughs> <The Rumble. laughs> but
0: yeah, man. Like, so. every, every year, bro, around December, January, you get, mm-hmm. you know. all like the Chris, oh, look, Chris Masters, you know. Popped <laughs> the younger man. Master Lot Challenge, all that shit. The you Master know what I mean? Challenge. Beast, you know. It was gas yeah, back yeah. then, Tom, you know. Um, Yeah. Uh, when Bobby wow. Lashley broke it, you know. It was, it was gas, bro, you know. Go on, go on,
2: go on. I don't really, I don't really have much to say about the Royal Rumble it's here in San Antonio. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Um I, The only thing I gotta say about it is the fucking poster, bro. How do you have Ricochet on the poster and not Gunther? That's that is, that is, that is, interesting.
3: He's not on the poster.
2: No, he's not. He's
3: he's in the yeah. rumble match. That's that's interesting. Hmm. Uh Mati, would they be making a massive mistake putting Rock in the rumble?
0: Yeah.
3: Yes yeah i i agree
0: i agree no one's I, trying to see the rock win the rumble though, i don't think no so like, like, rock can just walk up to roman bro like there's I'm not many hurt. people there's not many people that can just walk up to roman you know what i mean um the rock can do that so you can you can just challenge kevin owens after the uh no you can <laughs> challenge kevin owens. You can just challenge uh roman after the match with kevin owens um i don't know Put Peach in the comments and speak for yourself, And why do you want Rock in the Rumble? Like I want him at the Rumble pay-per-view. I don't need him in the actual Rumble. That's Cody's, I'm afraid. You know, that's that's Cody's baby, Cody's
2: oh, yeah. oh, gonna wrestle Seth Rons again or something like
0: that. Yeah, you can wrestle him, but he's still winning the Rumble. He <laughs> wrestling him on Raw. I don't give a shit or whatever. Uh, he's winning that Rumble, bro. You know, we've lost Hangman. Tragic, you know. Hopefully he's back. Is the rumble
1: Saturday or Sunday? Like Uh... like next Saturday or next Sunday?
0: I want to guess and say Saturday. Yeah, I want to say Saturday. Mm. I want to say Saturday. Yeah, yeah, he be coming in here with his WrestleMania talk and leaving on us, you know, bringing up. Go on, yeah.
1: I'm not here to talk about the fucking Fed.
3: Yeah, yo I, yo everybody froze i thought like monty's internet crashed and then it was mine <laughs> so yeah, oh, man. I, 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 I didn't i didn't i didn't hear your answer Monty. you want you want dwayne to win rumble is that what you said
0: no <laughs> <laughs> i want him at the Rumble. Yeah, i don't maybe, want him in the royal rumble man yeah
3: yeah yeah I, I, uh, that'd be a bad decision cody already is um one of those guys where they got to be careful with what they do because. You don't want a, a twenty fourteen Daniel Bryan situation to happen with Sami Zayn, where it's like whoever wins over Sami is like a protested victory. You know what I mean? Um, even though the current people who watched WWE, it's not the audience that watched it in twenty fourteen. Sami so can't more, go they're far. More compliant man, crowds. you
0: can't have him go far. No. <clears throat> <clears throat> you can't. You can't. Uh, they, they you have to, can't you know, go a certain even, way. Got...
3: Otherwise, you know it's going to be an issue. Yeah, you
0: can't. You can't go to like the last fall or anything like that. Well, you can't
3: I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm pretty like concerned at how convoluted it's gonna be when they split these uh, world titles because it's gonna happen and, and I, I don't know if there's any clean way to do that that isn't really stupid so you know Recorder. there's not bro there's no way there's there, there's really no way to split the world titles that isn't really stupid <laughs>
0: just, the you know, anyway it's too late to do the the, the two you could have done like he defends one in the rumble, but like you can't do that now. Yeah, and even then, that, that, no. even though that's not stupid, it's like so it's not exactly. That, that, you know, that's, that's, it's that's not right. exciting, is it? You know, um,
3: a rumble title know. is okay. Yeah, it, it, it's they're gonna be some stupid like DQ somewhere, and like Adam Pearce is gonna be like.
0: No, oh, he, he's getting that Chris after
1: deliberation
0: he's uh. trying to do his bits, and you know he, he doesn't just, realize uh, he's putting it out. You know, no, it's, it's just
1: not happening, bro. <sighs> the
0: things that we put up with at the Rust podcast, man. <sighs> you know, we it's just over. want to talk. So I just want to talk, Jay Briscoe, a bit dynamite. Got like boo doing his robotic Internet impression.
1: Uh, I, hate, I hate him. <laughs>
0: Darren Walker, five pounds. Who do you think wins the w- women's rumble? Any surprise entrance in men and women's rumble matches? Uh, Ria, yeah, I've been I've been strong on Rhea for like three months. <laughs>
1: like, I don't watch the show, but Rhea. ever, ever since Ria came, ever since Ria got cleared,
0: I was like, yep, she's winning. rumble." <laughs> and uh, I've not seen anything to sway my decision of any other way, to be honest. Uh, Parker's voting Rhea. I'm sure Manny doesn't Manny's care, he's gonna but, win the rumble. You go, we'll go, yeah. Back up, hangman, you know, passed in uh, passed out of the stream yard. So maybe he'll come back, maybe he won't. But we don't need him. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's not normally the internet guy, that's normally Chris's gimmick, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? Royal Rumble, the rock's coming back, you know. I'm probably by far the most excited person here for it, you know. You know, it'd be good to see Dwayne back. See what you see what he's made of. Roman Reigns, the Rock at WrestleMania, it's big business. I'll be. I wish we could still see like pay per view numbers and shit, man. You know, see what how much of a draw he really is and shit. Don't you have the Observer? Dave can't even. Dave can't even give you estimates or nothing, bro. He can't. Can't do shit. Can't get those Peacock numbers and network numbers, man. It's.
2: The only thing I might do for a R- Rumble Weekend is I might go down to that fan store and see what's really going on down there. What does that mean, bro? No, what's really going on down there? Bro? What does that mean? Just want to see if there's people there.
0: I think there will be. They've sold forty thousand tickets, so.
2: Quite they class open the, s- the store on a Thursday. Maybe walk around seeing Alexa doll. How close yeah, is it
0: front. to you, man? Like, if you wanted to drive uh, and get into the car park right now, how long does it take you?
2: Oh, 25 shoot. minutes.
1: 25 is is it? That... Just go, it's, man. you got to go to the <laughs> show, dude. It's the <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> Just go,
2: bro. <laughs> I can't be a part of Cody's uh, Future Observer Hall of Fame Both man. They're going to be like, <laughs> how many tickets did he move? And I'm, and they'll be like, how look like how much probably... tickets he move for the Royal Rumble. And I'll be like, I, I was a part of it. I can't do it. You just you can explain, us you can blame the, the rock.
1: Russell.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who's messaging us in the Russell purist
1: chat? Like, did we
0: crash?
1: Wait, what's it's he? Still... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> did we crash? <laughs> he was no, Look, bro. we never we...
0: thinks it's just him. Yeah, we can hear you, kind of. You sound like a robot. You know what I mean? Wait, where... bro.
2: Do does anybody know where the Royal Rumble? Like, which arena it is?
0: But you, you just it's said
2: it's the Alamo t- t- <laughs> Dome. Okay, yeah. that's even sure It's like a twenty-minute drive, five minutes less. Yeah, bro, just go,
0: man. Look. What's it? First, taking this strong stance of like, it's <laughs> <like, laughs> a rumble, <laughs> man. Like. Oh, okay,
4: it 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 it's right.
0: actually me being me being a uh, you know British wrestling fan. It's uh right. The just they do you the Alamo. The Alamo al- al- al-
2: al- yeah, yeah, Dome. They I just mean, said they had Spurs just play there. For the first time yeah, in but 11, that's not 20 there. years, they play at the AT&T Center. Yeah, so but they
1: they the, used
2: to they play it. They, they used to play at the Alamo Dome, and they wanted to break the record, so they finally decided to do it after 20 years.
1: Spurs don't have like like San Antonio does not have like a football team.
2: They like have the they, Commanders.
1: They don't. Oh, I'm sorry. The 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 San the Antonio Commanders of the former AAF that's folded for three years.
2: It's actually the XFO now. <laughs> Oh, Johnny Man, Johnny Minz, Johnny, Minz, Johnny is our quarterback.
0: Okay. Yo, so
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: should we talk about this Vince ring man cuz it is obviously it's a huge what, story. What what,
3: yeah. what specifically about
1: it? Like
0: did we miss an update? What's going on? There was a settlement. There was a settlement Rita Chatterton finally. finally got some form of compensation or, you know, after um for those of you who don't know, Rita Chatterton is the referee that accused me into a man of rape back in nineteen eighty six. Um I believe the, did the case ever go to court back then? I can't remember. Maybe may it may have. Either way, it didn't get settled, you um, know and then a new law got passed in New York, I believe, in the past year or so where they could reopen old cases because I believe the law used to be, if it was 10 years late, it was thought, you know, the door was closed. So there was, um, there was a law that got passed where these sort of cases could be brought back up. Rita Chatterton's lawyer emailed Vince McMahon's lawyer saying that, um, you know, that she's going to pursue this and she's demanding a settlement of, I think it was close to just under 12 million. Um, Apparently, the settlement was made last month. So, considering the initial email from Rita Chatterton's lawyer was only sent in November, that obviously got resolved pretty quickly. And Vince definitely didn't want this to go to, uh, you know, go to court. Or well, Vince McMahon's lawyer, Jerry McDevitt, didn't want this to go to court or whatever. So, um, apparently, Rita Chasten's received a settlement within the millions of dollars, but there wasn't an exact number given. Um, what else is there? There was something else. Uh, Jerry McDevitt made a um Jerry McDevitt actually made a comment as well to the Wall Street Journal saying Mr. McMahon denies and always has denied raping Miss Chatterson and he settled this case solely to avoid the cost of litigation. So um yeah again Vince McMahon is paying more money to settle more cases for Seemingly disgusting things that he has done in the past, and the Rita Chatterton was obviously, but oh, we've got WB on the screen. The Rita Chatterton one was obviously um, quite whole profile, something that like a lot of people. You okay? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, my, all right, cool. All uh, right,
3: yeah, go finish your, finish your your
0: thing. I think I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much finished. There's been a list all right, listen, history, listen. Uh,
3: it's, you know, there's so much I could say. All I'm gonna say is. <laughs> AO AO <laughs> once said that Jerry McDivitt Vince's lawyer is not him. He is a glorified check cutter and Jerry McDivitt strikes again cutting a check um, you know many many people would believe that uh, a settlement is an admission of guilt. Mr. McDivitt claims that Vince did it to avoid litigation. Hmm. Uh, I, I was not there but I mean that's that's that uh, this was this was done according to The Wall Street Journal in December. Um, before Vince made motions to return uh, back. Um, My sympathies are with uh, Rita Chatterton, who uh, felt compelled enough to continue to pursue the situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, man, Vince McMahon, he just shouldn't be around right now. He should just... uh, I I think, yeah, I think, frankly, I think, frankly, him just living the rema- the remainder of his life in obscurity away from the spotlight is like him getting off easy, frankly, considering there's like so much on him to where he could potentially get arrested, right? So like at the very least, like he should literally just just stay away. And, and, and that's literally what the board said to him. Like the, 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 the entire board of directors voted against his return and told him he should stay away and that it wouldn't be beneficial to the company and shareholders uh, I prefer he would not be back, but he's just not going to listen to anybody except himself, and it's really unfortunate. And uh, that's that's just that's just that. That's all I'm going to say on here. And uh, yeah, man,
0: he's. What we'll, we'll he's say about uh, Jeremy McDevitt, just cutting checks and stuff. It's like, bro. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's kept the devil out of jail, and it's like, but Vince is probably guilty of half of this shit and stuff. You know, we don't know. We can't say. Mm-hmm. Die- Definitively, do you know what I mean? But it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like that's probably all he could fucking do, you know? He's just cut a check. It's just make some form of out of court settlement, and it's usually cutting a check. And it's just, I don't know, man. Because some of these things that could have gone to court if they weren't settled outside of things probably would have been, you know, beyond bars by now. So, You know, if Jerry McDevitt's job is to keep Vince out of jail, (laughs) yeah, that's probably that. That's whether it costs whether it costs seven mil, ten mil, however millions he's done in settlements in the past year or so. Um, Why do you think?
3: Why do you think they had to release so many wrestlers due to budget cuts? It wasn't because of the talent budget. It it was. It was there was a Vince keep you know save my ass budget you know on the side.
0: I mean, you know, curiosity always makes kind of a wonder what the actual settlement was because she was asking for near close to 12. I mean, never mm-hmm. got the number. Um, I believe there was a set, I believe there was a settlement recently for like 7.5, which is like mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of money, you know. Um, that's, hmm. it's, uh, like that's, said, more than, re-
3: that's more than Roman Reigns's yearly salary,
0: yeah, man. At least, uh something that happened in 1986 and obviously she never kind of got the settlement or justice that she felt that she deserved and all power to earth to you know keeping out and pursuing this and getting what she felt she deserved out of the situation you know mm-hmm. um yeah, know vince a piece of shit man it's just it's just is what it is like he's you know it's it's one of the unfortunate things to be in a wrestling fan, especially at the moment with him like, forcing his way back into the business sort of thing when, you know, even though, like, like you said, it'd be like him being able to kind of just sliver away into like obscurity like he mm. kind of has been for the past six months, you know, that's kind of him getting off lightly because like I just called him, like, the guy's like fucking living embodiment of the devil, bro. Like he's mm.
1: an evil guy. He's like, he's uh. like the worst guy. Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah, like literally, like he's like the worst. He's not one of the worst, like non-terrorists, like (laughs) whatever. You
3: know, (laughs) you know the thing about you know the thing about Vince's, which is like crazy, because he was on TV for so long, literally just being that. You know what I mean? Like he embraced like how how people viewed him and played this really theatrical, over the top supervillain on television. Right? I think there's almost this element for some people of like, yeah, man, that's Vince, man. Like it's almost like you. He, like I don't like obviously for not us, but like for many people, like, I think there's this almost this uh, perception, the way they perceive him, of just kind of like, yeah, I mean it's Vince, like he's crazy, he's wacky, like oh, uh, you know,
1: he's he's an evil guy,
3: he's a terrorist, <laughs> yeah, man, and um, I, I I guess what the point I'm trying to make is like, I I almost feel like it softens the perception of him because that like you you've seen him on tv play that so like I feel, I feel like for some people like i don't know if it's um subliminally but i feel like for some people it's just kind of like people just accept him for what he is you know everything that's a kind of like innuendo and rumor about him he, he throws on television in 2006 he literally had a stable called vince's devils where it was just vince surrounded by like uh it was victoria Candice michelle and tori wilson and they were basically just like his mistresses that just hung around him as he just made evil man decisions, like literally on TV. And clearly it's just like, oh, people kind of know about this and like whatever. Like, I oh, don't bring the TV, pal. Like, he didn't care. Like, he just, he, he's so powerful that uh, he can just be himself unabashedly and like nobody can do anything about it. And he'll just get content and entertainment out of it. And you'll just learn to accept it or not. So that, that's, that's, that's who he's always been. And, um, he's among the rich and powerful, and the rich and powerful rarely, uh, you know, face consequences for the horrible things that they do.
0: Fucking <sighs> like, you know, hell. I wish he <laughs> fuck you. I just wish he'd fuck off, you know? <laughs> like, like,
1: Thumbs down from Mr.
2: Can
0: we talk, okay, this podcast, yeah. of course, it was a very somber start, talking about yeah. the guy and reminiscing and stuff, and then we have to talk about fucking, <laughs> Vince. fucking Vince, you know, yeah. again. Um, but, A.W. what was on that one. It was a, uh, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was a fun show, it's a good show, and uh, let's talk about let's talk about it. The show opened up with, mm-hmm. I believe it was, God, this is embarrassing, Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Yeah. I... Atlantic Championship, uh... Sanjay Dutt and the team, Joe Lethal, uh, Satnam Singh, they were not allowed to be ringside or if they touched anybody, Sanjay Dutt would be fired. So they did the ever so smart, never old thing in wrestling of they bought tickets and they sat front row and they were pulling faces and popping themselves and Dan Housen came down and the crowd had a good time and popcorn got thrown and Jeff Jarrett tried to sneak Jay Lee for the guitar, but Danhausen ran off of it, and the crowd popped huge, and this, and that, uh, and, you know, and Orange Cassidy time. <laughs> uh, I guess that was that, man. I haven't really got too much to say about this. I don't know if you guys have, but uh, take it I away if you have. <laughs> that I, uh... Was I thought it I
3: me. I it sucked,
2: man. I, I, after this <laughs> match, it, t- it, took, it took me... It took, it took, me, it took, it took me, like... I've tried to get and people are gonna say, "Oh, you're an Orange Cassidy hater," but I've actually liked some of his matches. This <laughs> mm-hmm. is I thought this was like Orange Cassidy's worst match, and I think this is definitely Jay Lethal's worst match in AEW by a long shot. <laughs> and I it took me out of the show. I started watching the Mavericks and Hawks game until Danielson and Bandito came on, and I switched the TV onto that. So I missed everything between whatever happened. I missed I missed all that, but man, I just thought it was bad. I uh I actually to be honest with you, Monty, I, I kind of struggled with this
3: dynamite until Danielson and Bandito. Um,
0: oh.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. specifically the opener specific, Parker's like, you motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> say a about. fucking single thing about fucking Darius Martin. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna do
3: it. Listen, no. The opener, um, I just kind of had a hard time paying attention to it, to be honest with you. It was really it it felt like it just felt like the embodiment of rampage, like just thrown at the beginning of dynamite. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it just felt super rampagey. You know, the just order like a... was
1: weird. It was weird that they yeah. like led with that. That's
3: what I'm saying. And so it just kind of felt like a fillery, Orange Cassidy. There's a lot of just shit happening on the side match, in the same vein as like a rampage main event. That like,
0: you know, Actually, yeah, probably should have opened with the books. You know. Uh, perhaps. Um yeah, hit the hit the book's music first, so that's the first mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Rather than like Orange Cassidy or whoever it was. Yeah. Um, um
3: yeah, I not much to say about the match itself. Um Jarrett is a good heel. I understand why they keep him on television. Him feeding with the best friends is I mean that you know, that, that's something, that's a program. That that's that's fine, that's fair. Um Yeah, that's really all I got to say about the opener. So,
0: yeah, it was you know nothing, nothing crazy, you know. Uh, okay.
2: Would have been better if Jarrett was in the match.
0: Oh yeah, so after the match, obviously Cassidy wins, and the uh, what what do we even call it? Team Jarrett, you know? Or what do we even call the team? team awesome.
3: Team
1: awesome.
0: Okay. So, Team Awesome all get in the ring, and uh, you know, they're, they're going to do some damage, but they know that they can't because Sanjay Dutt will get fired. in Orange Cassidy does like these gimmick kick things that he does that the crowd love, and Sanjay Dutt gets really mad and he can't do anything. And, um, you know, Team Awesome, uh, you know, big. Big losers. Uh, Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate the super chat. The opening hour of Dynamo was not good. Bandido was standing around in the second hour. Think, I think Darren, You being, <laughs> being, being, being harsh, man. You being harsh. You being harsh.
3: <laughs> Marty, I really, I really, I really I'm sorry for interrupting this. Have Have you been seeing what Bully Ray is getting off of the timeline right now? Oh, no. He's He is like actively... Actively teasing a Dudley boys. because <laughs> um, oh yeah,
0: Dave on left, you, of me me right left right? Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, he's yeah.
3: just he's just spamming pictures of them holding different championships. <laughs>
2: and oh, I bro! This. Imagine the imagine the eventual edging. Imagine What's the eventual it, uh... Team Three D edging Christian, uh, uh, the Hardys oh, and Young Bucks match.
3: Oh. Okay, question, question. <laughs> <laughs> Parker's gonna give that three and three quarters. If it, if, it has a lot of plunder, if it has a lot of plunder, Parker's giving that three and three quarters. Uh, I was gonna say, my, how is Tony gonna to be able to resist the Dudley boys on AEW? At, at least for like a novelty matchup with like maybe the Hardy or oh,
2: Imagine letting him get off the heat. Like he well, gonna to talk to him on the side. Hey man, I can get all this heat for y'all. These smart fans. Yeah, yeah, Tony it. can
0: be taught into shit, bro. Uh <laughs> They're gonna go there nah, I'm, I'm they gonna, gonna go say, to I'm go
2: gonna go. say no, we're being silly. You know?
0: <laughs> we are being silly, you know. But,
3: I, 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 I think if Jeff Hardy was was still like there, I think he'd be really tempted to do
0: it. I don't know what's going on with Jeff.
3: I don't know. I hope he's doing okay.
0: Oh man, we all do, of course. I hope we're, he's not. Um
3: oh jeff is suffering <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> you know, we all we'll hope he's doing okay you know and he's recovering yeah. and I, and I just, this, it's
1: just like you know, it's just i just always like, make this joke when when somebody gets hurt <laughs> and people are like you're like i hope he makes a speedy recovery but but a full, i i'm like no i have it <laughs> slow i <mean>, hope <laughs> I mean, it takes a long time
0: the, yeah. saying, the most obvious you know um, yeah,
3: right. like, yeah, it's, oh like, man yeah, it's, it's really really unfortunate what happened to him and that injury and uh my thoughts are with, with him, and pr- prayers up for this guy. My thoughts is... are
1: not with you. My th- my <laughs> prayers are down. <clears throat> you know, you know, I hate that I'm
3: such an asshole. Cynic, because just the, the generic tweet of prayers up with the prayer
1: emoji, it like, just makes me. That's bad. so that's so lazy. <laughs> like you don't. That's like if you don't know how to write, that's what you do. <laughs>
0: And yeah, it, it, I'm it, definitely
2: it, it's the big
1: pages that tweeted. <laughs> you know what?
2: Never mind. I don't want I don't want the deli in a w you know how how annoying those table chants are gonna be.
1: Oh like my god. Really, it's really
2: bad enough. Bro, it's really bad enough. I,
1: I haven't gotten a chance to talk about this. I fucking hate tables chants. Shut the fuck up. To, if you're gonna pay money to go to a wrestling show. Why would you hijack it? Like, why would you change the thing? Why would you, like, make it worse? Shut up. <laughs> if, oh, my God. No, Bro, no, I would, no, speak. So that just, hold on really quick. So that yeah. GCW show I went right. to where I met, I met Jay Briscoe and I was very thankful to do that. They, um, there was a uh, an extreme match earlier on in the show. I think it was just like an extreme scramble. I want to say I don't remember what it was, but um, the crowd chanted, We want tables. And they did bring out a table. They were very annoyed about it. I can't remember who it was specifically. But then somebody in the crowd got a few people to start chanting like, We want fire! <laughs> and, and GCW has done fire. And the referee fire ran out of the ring got in the fans face and was like shut the fuck up stop doing that and i was like whoa you're a hero it's so good
3: because he knows he knows if he did it the boys are going to be tempted to just bring out fire like unplanned
1: no it's because he's like these people are not going to give you fire so please do not chant fire loudly on my show Uh, it was so good here's the thing about tables chance it it
3: always happens in matches where Bro, you know it's coming. Like, you know, it's, there's gonna be a table spot if it's like a no D. Bro, they're gonna bring a table. Out. You know it. You do well, you want to see
1: like, A table makes the bump less dangerous. That's the point nah, of the table. Nah, see, I, I love table spots, but my thing is, it, it always happens in matches
3: where, literally, it's you know it's coming anyway. So like, why are you chanting it two seconds in when they're having their match and telling their story? You know,
2: the, the worst examples of that table chant were the the War Games match for the Bloodline. I like mm. bro, nobody gives a fuck about that table, bro. And then it was during the it was di- I was there for it. It was during the Briscoe's FTR match, the dark collar. Mm. People started chanting for a table once they started bleeding and everything. Mm. And I said, No table. I was looking around like that Spongebob meme when he's a caveman. Mm. I said, No tables, no tables. And people ha- just kept getting louder with that. That's
0: fucked. Ha- that's just ha- it- reminded me of something because it's like uh that table that they do, that they eventually do get a table like in the double dog, dog color, but it's just a decoy table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I want to, I want to, I want to know, I want to know if it was, um, I want to know if that was planned or if they just kind of got the table because the crowd. No, it wasn't. Because they, they
2: started, they started, doing the chant with it. We want tables, and then mm. Mark brought
0: it out. Yeah, Mark just gets it out. But I want to know if like it was planned for him to get it because you see the spot, the spot where, um, where Mark pulled down. And he goes past the table onto the ball of the chair, like that makes it more like visually shocking. I thought, you know, like um, <laughs> he made it made the spot more like it just gave it more because you're expecting him to be pulled down onto the table, and you don't. He goes straight past it, straight to the floor, bro.
2: Like no, incredible. he did. He did it to stop the chance because as soon as he brought it the table, the chance stopped. Mm. Yo, yo, uh Parker, this I'm uh, looking at the comments,
3: and people like, wrote like prayers down. And um <laughs> you know, it's referring to the ref that you're talking about, the
1: GCW show. She said, Oh, that ref gets ghetto. the ref gets ghetto. Oh yeah, I think god. the match was PCO versus AJ Gray for oh, the extreme title. Yeah. Oh my that's, god.
0: That's, that's, his, yeah, that's, a, that's long because G C W as, as he yeah. yeah. like- goes, <laughs>
3: I was gonna say, really, who we have to blame for the We Want Tables chance is literally the Dudleys because it's they the and, Dudleys. no no because they, they enabled fans because what happened was and they've told the story before they have matches where they wouldn't even plan a table spot but because they're chanting We Want Tables and their ECW train they just they, they'll change on the fly to get the pop. They'll just bring a table out in the match and like vince let them do it on their regular like fed television so literally we want tables all right fuck it too, whatever like and every week and so it's like if, if the fans know like okay we chant this and we'll get it then they're just, they're just gonna keep chanting it you know so yeah it's
0: the thing is like that in the early days because it was the fucking Dudley boys whole gimmick like it was beast do you know what yeah. i mean like when the crowd was fire will get the tab and it, and you know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> yeah, get Bubba would man. get that fight, you know, like because he was so good at like, shit like this. Like, you'd have that fire in his eyes, and you'd look around at the crowd, and you'd look at d yeah. and you'd be like, get that to head in the crowd, and all yeah. do it with Like, it was be like, oh, Hold on, I, question. Why was it Divine
3: that always had to get the tables?
0: Because Bubba... That's
3: what That's what they don't want you to no. know. <laughs> <It's, it's, laughs> Bubba,
0: Bubba's lying, man, you know?
3: Hey y'all,
0: uh, Vince, I think I want to get the tables this week. No, bro. No. <laughs> no, nope. nah. Uh why Darren would you walker. do that? <laughs> Darren walker for <laughs> pounds again. Appreciate you, Darren. Um when Joe Janella heard that fire shot the next one to do a four Well. Yeah, we,
2: we uh, what, well, hold up. Wait, did it didn't did, have an heart attack? Can he even please? wrestle? Do you It'd oh. be funny if, if he just made
1: this up. <laughs> Yo,
3: Manny's going to be like, I-, I saw it on the uh, V.O.W.'s Discord.
1: <laughs> no. I remember that Will Washington reported it. <laughs>
0: 100%. Buffy, no, no.
1: I'm just kidding. He's getting ribbed about Sasha Banks. I, I like Will yeah, Washington. Yeah,
3: listen, listen. Team 3D is going to be facing, can you name me a, a violent by design by like, he had a I stroke. I told you. Devon
1: Dudley says he's almost at full strength following stroke four months ago. This was in April 2021. Oh, to posting fucking. I mean,
3: he's posting him and them with the eyes. What is crazy, what?
1: He's
3: a carny. He's a carny, bro. That man. He he's...
1: had a he had a full on wait. What? Why did it say the 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 article says heart attack and then oh, the. Quote says stroke. What the fuck? You're reading from Ringside News, bro. <laughs> like, I'm reading Monty, from WrestlingHeadlines.com.
2: Devon's not gonna have enough strength to grab a table.
3: Monty, I think the funny thing is the fact that Devon is like a, you know a man who clearly has these health issues, and he's talking about he's retiring and leaving, and and Bubba Ray immediately sees dollar signs, and he's just like, oh, oh let's go. Are yeah,
0: yeah. you really thinking about how he's gonna do the angle on like serious <laughs> six <Sirius XR always." laughs> Busted, o- busted open or like, him and d Von, like they're gonna have like C- christian's gonna be on or some shit you know like,
3: yeah. Yo, he's gonna you be like you know what i have a question dvon i remember <laughs> when you were a real man and they're like wait whoa i remember where you used to get tables and he just fucking you know eggs him on and shit yeah he's, he's trying to tried-
2: He's trying to talk to Tony, like, hey, man, just imagine the heat we can get with Orange Cassidy. You know? <laughs> He's like, we're going to come and hit him with the 3D.
3: It's just set prayers down for d <laughs> <laughs> I hope
1: he doesn't make a speedy recovery. I hope he doesn't take all the time he needs. And uh, and I wish him my worst wishes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> People that say prayers up do you think actually engage in prayer after tweeting that tweet
2: oh bro nobody prays well, 4%. <laughs> like, who,
1: who is who tweets that and drops their phone and then like, just
3: like, <laughs> <laughs> like
4: you don't pray <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just thought about
1: you're it you're like whew. I'm really glad I didn't have to think of a tweet to write. I could just say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you just retweet
0: it. Yeah.
1: Oh my
3: god!
0: Okay. How did we get here, Bubba uh, Ray? How did <laughs> we? get? We were table, talking about great tag teams. Jay fool. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. 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 It's kind of. Oh,
1: is, it, is it? Is it Darius Martin time? It's,
0: it's it is, it is. It is. It young books versus top Floyd. And now um, top Floyd I'm, got the I'm, shot. I'm, win. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think this match was pretty much as expected, you know. Um, this is great,
1: I love this it is, match, this yeah. Like
0: match. They, as expected, man, they delivered what it said on the tin. Um, no, because so the top floy got the surprise win, which oh, is great God. because. You know the the top float have been quite a featured tag team on Dynamite recently and like you know they've had two matches against Blackpool Combat Club and they were extended great matches but obviously they lost both of those so it was cool to see them get a win.
2: Hey, Monty, it wasn't a surprise you actually followed the storyline you knew, you knew they were going to get their big win.
0: Well, this this is a thing. Uh, after Top Float won, after Top Float won, I wanted to do a victory That and be like I called it and then I realised I didn't actually say it to anyone, you know. <laughs> and it was just like fuck, but uh, yeah, long like story. Because as as the match was heating up, I was like, hold on, top floor could really like do a win, and it wouldn't hurt the books at all to lose this match, you know. And it was just kind of like, and it just happened, and it was like, fuck, I should have should have logged it somewhere, you know. Should have done a tweet, you know, for should've the history. For books.
2: <laughs> well, well to be fair to the young bucks they haven't had a tag match in a while you know they've been working yeah exactly yeah exactly a yeah because
0: exactly. yeah. they can, that's literally what they'll go with as well like, <laughs> like, like yeah well you know books it's uh they're used to the trios environment recently and uh, how they're gonna cope without kenny omega but, uh, yeah man it was good shit what did you um, Did you check out Darius Martin back man What about Darius Martin? Yeah. Did I, is he? Did would I you watch?
1: say
3: he's him?
0: Um,
3: I thought that AEW did what they needed to do <laughs> with the result. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm. I, gotta, I gotta go to a different tab. Mm. This is freaking me out. Listen, man. Um AEW does the formula of young guy gets a lot of offense in loss all the time and i think that sometimes you have to make the upset like happen to uh tell the audience that they can happen because at some point everyone just kind of gets used to that formula oh, just shit. like you know what I mean they yeah, get a lot man. of what happened oh shit. Okay, yeah look man I, I think that sometimes sometimes you need to have them go all the way you know what I mean and um i, I think it was the right time because you, you think about this they had really good showings against the blackpool combat club right um we were getting to the point where like you know, it was time for them to get a genuine signature victory. Um, they won the trios battle royal on Rampage a couple of weeks ago, and so this perfectly cleanly segues into uh, Top Flight and Ar Fox having a a, a trios title match with uh, Omega and the Bucks uh, whenever that happens. And so it's just another notch on the belt for Top Flight. It seems like they're very much primed and ready for a big year. Um, you know, hopefully Darius can stay healthy so that this can happen because it clearly it was set to happen, you know, a year ago, but it couldn't. So, um, yeah, man, I thought the match was good. I thought that this was the right booking result, And now
1: we're going for a ride. (laughs) Now, now we're going for a freaking ride. Yeah. Now I'd say before we weren't. And now, oh, we're going for a ride. We're going for a ride
3: now. Like we're we're going for a freaking ride now.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, no, I thought this match was great. I thought it was a really, really good match. Uh, I love top. I am a believer in, like, you need, like, I I think even AEW should work just a little bit harder in making, like, really inspired booking decisions, if that makes right. sense. Like, right. it's obvious, like, I think for 95% of matches, just about everybody who's watching knows who, like, the quote-unquote right winner should be for the story they're trying to tell or for whoever's, like, higher up in kayfabe or whatever like that. Uh, I do think there's a little bit more of a place for like a really inspired, unique choice, like having top flight beat the Young Bucks uh, on Dynamite yes. in in a or like Action Andretti beating Chris Jericho, which is of course is like a once in a once in a decade style moment, but um yeah just stuff like that i think is i think is so so great it keeps viewers guessing like it keeps them being like okay you know so and so might might win so and so might lose and so i think
2: that that has a lot to the broadcast too. there there's some guys that uh on aw tv that i wish got more wins on tv because when you see them you know they're obviously going to lose like for example uh Takesha, which obviously i think he's going to win soon on tv and then bandito and Benito's only been on TV like twice, but I still think like the times he's gone over, it's getting to the like some of these guys were just like, oh, I hope they get the big win. He's been on and TV then, four yeah. times. Yeah. What were the other he, times he was on? Uh, he was on TV for against Jericho, um, yeah.
3: Ethan Page, uh, oh, Rouge, sure. and now Danielson. You're a bad fan. And now we going. For it. <laughs> I,
2: I I I cleared out the Ethan Page one because he lost, but. But yeah, I just I think that I didn't watch the match, but that top fly win, you know, was uh pretty good. It was good, and it's like uh, now uh, like these random matchups that we're getting now, and some of these guys are yeah. winning on yeah. established talent.
0: What was that? Manny heard himself <laughs> echo on someone's <laughs> screen. Just immediately start like just something stop terrible.
1: Hang <laughs> 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 <There> on. <you go. laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, um, hey, that scared me. <laughs> yeah, but uh... yeah, listen,
3: it, it was, it was, a, it was a, a the right decision. I think we, I think we'd all agree that it was, it was, um, it's really beneficial for the, the top flight to get this W and it doesn't hurt yeah. the Bucks. So, uh, good business all around. I'm happy, happy. I'm sure all the people who are big fans of top flight really enjoyed seeing them win this match against the Bucks. And, uh, like I said earlier, we're going for a ride.
0: So, yeah, man. These tag teams as well, like, you see, tag teams are top flight that are very good and have been very good for AEW, especially Also, where they can kind of just plug them in, especially Dante. Obviously, Darius has had his injuries, but Dante and ex-tag partner, you know, you can just do. Um, it's good to actually give those teams wins from time to time, because it's like, yeah, they can come in and have these great matches against the Blackpool Combat Club, Young Bucks, whoever. They'll always have like, a good to great match with these people, but, you know, You don't want it to be like, oh, they're just on TV to lose again. You know, you don't really want acts like that. Like, if they're going to be... If they're good enough to kind of be in the ring wrestling these people for extended amounts of time, then you want to see them at least get wins sprinkled in there. Like, like this one is. It's like, I'm not expecting Top Flight now to go ahead and beat every top tag team in the company. But, you know, it, it, it establishes them as, like, a legitimate contender in the division, you know? Um I think I think it was when I just came back onto camera. I think Parker was mentioning something about like, you know, it's it's um it's good to always have rain. <laughs> what is he doing, bro at, po- at the start of the the podcast, he was scrunching something up down the camera to mute him myself. Fucking. When he when he lagged out and we lost him, and he turned <laughs> into a robot. Now he's now he's playing fucking Mikey Ruckus. No, no Well, what, <laughs> no, uh, what, what is going on?
2: Um, when Parker was giving his nice speech about Jay, you just hear crumbling of chips or whatever. No, <laughs> oh, we
0: Really? Really? Oh, shit, really? I'm sorry. Trying man. to do, trying to ah. be, trying to, you know, uh, trying all to you, do. All, all,
3: you, all you hear is like, Jay was an amazing human being.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: Star feet, man. Oh, okay, call Mark Jay's 499. Like, the Communist Party would want to ask Parker why he shaved his mustache. Not very proletary. This Carl, we was asking Parker this very same question before we went live, you know. Well, you know, Parker, would you like to reveal to the people? Uh, I felt why? I
1: felt like it wasn't professional for work as a teacher. And I wanted to, uh, I didn't <laughs> want to be I a
0: think
1: gimmick. I, think I didn't want to be a gimmick at work, bro. I wanted to be uh Do you not have an apple a... on your desk? no i don't have an apple on my desk i, <laughs> I know I, i'm a i'm a real ass teacher who teaches real ass kids <laughs> a real he, has a,
2: teacher. he has the he has the aw belt on his desk i
1: have the aw belt on my desk and <laughs> i have what well, is uh, actually on your desk
2: what is on the the, well, belt. i share
1: a classroom what's on my desk is like a is like a few bins of like pens and pencils and stuff and Uh, Like tape, and I have have a filing cabinet down below my right, where I keep a lot of important information. Uh, I have what do I have? I have like a trans flag, uh, Uh, because a student gave me one, and I was and I was like, yeah, I'll put it, I'll put it on my desk. Um, I don't just like other like random crap. Kids, kids, I I (laughs) let kids sit at my (laughs) desk a lot of the time. I don't, I don't store stuff there. I'm usually teaching like away from my desk. No stardom belts, bro. I will never buy a belt. Are you kidding me? I will never. I don't support. Okay, I should do that. I was gonna say I don't. I don't financially support any Joshi wrestling companies that aren't uh, Ice Ribbon. Um, uh, just, just, just in case anybody's wondering, in case we have any Joshi fans ro- watching, um, the only real Joshi wrestling companies are uh, are Stardom, are like kind of Stardom, and then Ice Ribbon. Um, <laughs> the, the the list of non-real Joshi wrestling companies is TJPW. Oz Academy, Seedling, Marvelous, Sendai Girls, and then there's like, off on its own, there's Pro Wrestling Wave, which is sometimes kind of funny. Um, so that's kind of the the situation there with, uh, with Joshi. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's the official, factual...
1: Parker's. objective list of, uh, tier
0: list of josie Pro- yeah josie no, 80 percent of them
3: can go in the bin according to parker
0: since we've got a little bit of like just you know you know we're just we're just here you know uh yeah. what is it about always ribbon parker <laughs> <laughs> like, what know yeah, is it is it like um is it how you imagine like mine and like, manny's connection to ring of honors like you know like it's yeah. Even though it's bit... not the bright lights, it's got tremendous workers and people that you can connect to and unique characters and stuff like that. Like, what 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 is it about All Ribbon that you love so much?
1: It is genuinely that. It's a combination of, I think, uh, in you know they, they both sort of retired on the same show last year. But uh, Sakushi Haruka and Sukasa Fujimoto, I genuinely thought were the two best women's wrestlers in the world when on the day they retired. Um, mm-hmm. Sukasa may come back, but she's currently pregnant, so maybe she will congratulations. Um, uh, yeah. So I so I mean high-level like high-level stuff. It's also the Joshi company that is like most endorsed by Manami Toyota. I think that should stand for something. Yeah. Um, uh, there, but they also have just incredible like chemistry. You know how when you watch a wrestler and you're like, okay, this person Put is not the most athletically gifted person they're not gonna be maybe a top star in the best promotion in their you know whatever but this but these people put so much like thought and care into what they did and creativity that it was like I, I just I, I just adore them for it that's stardom stardom does dojo shows every single Saturday at noon their time uh, for about 40 people and they have had some of the most compelling and funny and creative wrestling matches that I've ever seen. Uh, they're in an actual wrestling ring, so they're better than Chaco Pro Gatto Move, which is also not real. I forgot to mention them. Um, mm-hmm. I just I just adore Ice Ribbon. And not only that, they've they've lost like literally probably their top eight wrestlers in their company over the last two years. And uh, they're still putting out cranking out great shows like the New Year's Eve show. That the UK Yukimashiro retirement match against Suzu and then Sayori Anu versus uh, Asahi who's my favorite Ice Ribbon wrestler right now for the title was absolutely fantastic as well so yeah I adore I adore Ice Ribbon I think it's uh, I think it's the best promotion in the world
0: Pop Ribbon Mania Jeremy putting Ribbon Mania over in there I know Jeremy you know he's not he's not a fraud Joshi fan Jeremy watched Ribbon Mania you know what I mean I know he did he's good Mm -hmm. for that you know but yeah,
1: Speaking man, of hey, one hey, of thought and ahead, creativity, we had Yave Brian Danielson last night we this yeah. was so good when he was on when he was on bandito's shoulders and he and he and he started shaking his hand like this like he was gonna like like verbally tap out with his hand I was like this guy's a pro he he, he knows a little thing listen, about wrestling listen to, me, listen, to me, <laughs> listen to me listen to me listen to me listen to me, listen to me.
0: I want to listen, but we're kind of skipping a few things.
3: What are we
1: skipping?
0: I mean... Well, what, we're
1: skipping what, Ricky what, what Starks we, and Jake Hager? What, what are we skipping? What, are we skipping, hat? Hat? what are we skipping? Hold on, Hold
0: on, hold on. What, is this where we got the Renee promo as well? See? With the
1: know, right?
3: okay, that, was, uh, that was good. Lore. That, was, that, was, that was good. They very subtly played. Opens the door to a lot of new story possibilities. The acting in it was quite good, in my opinion. Um, very much this kind of like awkward and uncomfortable thing between two people where there's obviously a clear conflict conflict of interest here. But Hangman, being a respectful babyface, is still trying to check on Moxley while feeling awkward about the situation. Um, it looks like he wants to reunite with the Elite, and that's very interesting. Um, and Renee is just being Renee. Renee's is a total pro. I thought that was a well done pre tape, good stuff. Now, anyway,
0: Yabe Brian Danielson.
1: Let's well, the see. hold on,
0: Shut Ricky Starks versus the- Jay oh Kay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, listen. The gimmick, literally... the gimmick they did that I weirdly have not seen many people like referencing is that they, the idea behind the hangman Renee thing is that he did his you know tough guy promo right, and then the cameras keep rolling after it's supposed to be done, and he like is like okay, but seriously, how is Mox? Like how how is he doing? Because he's fucking baby face. He's a good guy, and he has genuine concern about his. Like his his opponents, he can put on the tough guy Machismo to like sell a match or whatever. But he has genuine concern because he just went through what in storyline Mox is going through right now. So I thought that was I thought I thought it was really creative, and uh, I love I love the Renee connection too. I think it's great. You
2: Rob's know, it's being is annoying little in little the little comments right now. I want
1: to
0: it's mute wrong, him. Is he spazzing
2: out? No, nobody nobody's a fan of Elite Lore, so we can just move on no
0: well, when listen when i was when i bring up when i bring up elite law in the uh latter stages of 2022 you all kick the shit out of me so
2: <laughs> i am
0: not i'm not trying to hear sad boy law you know uh hate now we all love it no, <laughs> i was, an- was anti
2: elite law for a long time
0: um israel says renee's mother that is very true. We love Renee. Everyone loves Renee. Everyone literally loves Renee, don't they? Uh, she's one just of those kind of uh, wrestling with... characters. <laughs> <laughs> did,
3: did, did Parker just say keep... she's kind of... <laughs> ah. I, I, no, no, The thing is, the Parker instinct of the, the thing is, I get it sometimes because, like, maybe this is just the, the contrarian hater asshole in me. Like, when someone is so unilaterally liked, there is a bit of an inclination to just kind of, I don't know, just, just, don't know, just, I'll just disrupt it. Because news. it's
1: like, it's the Rotten Tomatoes problem which is that <laughs> the way Rotten Tomatoes scores movies is that they 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 assess whether the a reviewer gave a positive review or a negative review of mm-hmm. a movie and then they they do the ratio of that and mm-hmm. that's the Rotten Tomatoes score. So even if every reviewer gave a movie like a B minus Rotten Tomatoes will assess that as being like a, a 100, right? Yeah. So when everybody likes a wrestler mm. <laughs> but it's like nobody would call that or a performer but mm. like very few people would call them the absolute best at what they do mm. it's like it's like hmm there's a bit of dissonance there maybe they're not that good <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know monty throw throw up aos comment
0: oh god Money, 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 money went quiet for a few seconds, and now he's low. He's loaded
2: <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is elite lore is the reason why AEW was born. Pussio, if I said it right. <laughs> 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 Let me look,
1: tell look, you look, something. That, 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. It was
2: it was born because Tony Khan had money, and Jericho wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of the product, and that's why they're on TV. So it wasn't uh, because of elite I, I lore. Want, I want. I want Pussy-o. to also
3: reiterate. You know. <laughs> Two plus <laughs> hours in, we still have you know over 90 live listeners. We you should talk everybody. more about
1: Darius Martin? <laughs>
3: no, uh, listen, um, I appreciate everybody who's stopped by. You know, this is very late again, but. Uh, please make sure to like the video comment the video uh, super chat if you were so kind to do so <laughs> Thank you Everybody who's here oh my god fuck out of no, here
1: pussy no, yo no. yo <laughs>
2: this nigga this nigga manny right go to this nigga manny's timeline right now go to this nigga manny's timeline right now and look at all the nut ass shit he's posting about cm punk's ho ass
1: he's never coming back bro you have all these conspiracy theories on your timeline talking about you hate elite lord you're worse than elite fans
3: Hey, are you, are you back? Are you here? Are you no, right I'm now? gone. I'm out of here. I trying to tell Manny, and, bitch. You know, you, you don't you know ever why, talk negatively about B-L-E-L-E ever again in your life. And you know why you're leaving? Because you're a grind runner. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, listen. Listen, Monty, can I spit now, please?
0: Um, I'd like at least three words from everybody on Ricky Starks versus J.K. <laughs> Go away, Ricky. You boo.
1: Go go to WWE. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say,
2: Manny. Wait, about what? Free, at
0: that's least, perfect. at that's least, free. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that's wait, about weird. what? That's three words. That's perfect. That is, wait, that is you know, you can, you can have it. You this can have nice. it. You know,
3: we have seen plucky baby face Daniel Bryan.
0: Manny's Twitter is a funny place right now.
3: We have seen Strong oh, what Style Brian Danielson. He <laughs> told And last night we got to see <laughs> Yabe Brian Danielson.
2: <laughs> you never know what you're going to do, bro.
3: Do you guys realize that, like, we're in the presence of, like, the best active wrestler on the planet, right? Brian Danielson is, is an absolute genius. He's incredible. And, and standing across him in the ring was another wrestler who I think is genuinely an absolute genius In, in a wrestling landscape full of unbelievably talented and phenomenal athletes. I think Bandito stands above most of them. I think that this guy has the intangibles that I look for in every baby face. And, um, what some guys lack cuz they're very just mechanical in what they do, Benito has so much emotion and, and 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 enthusiasm and charisma in how he performs. It's it's incredible, you know. I there's so much charisma out of a guy whose face you can't even see and it's because of uh how he moves and how he just
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just saying.
2: <laughs> I oh, man, I was on fire when I came out with that, the Pepsi Road, the Kings Road. Man, that was awesome.
1: Many what? Myself. On on the one about the was it about the Vince sale? I don't remember. What compelled you to include the stock price in the in the
2: background of the Photoshop? Uh, because I made I made that graphic for the Empires guys and they didn't use it, and that was the same day the stock went up. So I decided just to keep the stock up. In the background, while I put them
4: it in hell?
0: Oh, so perfect. Oh, <laughs> my God. because uh, he's, a, he's a creative. You know, we've got a couple of super chats before. I let Ibu continue his, uh, his love letter to Brian Danielson and Mandela. Uh, anyway, Karl Marx 499. Oh, Karl Marx would like to also ask uh, Ibu to be the official pointless essay writer of the Communist Party <laughs> and, Manny to be, and Manny to be the official <laughs> Lutramass collector. I mean. <laughs> You know, uh, send send an email and we'll talk business. You know what I mean. If you if
3: you pay me enough, I'll I'll become a communist. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, you, you don't you have, have to take me. by by master. My, a
1: week. my my big muscle lawyer man. My
3: teacher. My whoa whoa Oh. <laughs> I was teacher. Oh shit, Regal! I appreciate Thank the
0: you, one bro. not in on Regal. Yeah, right. you, know? you kind of missed the AO, kinda. I guess yeah, he wasn't yeah. really—he wasn't really here. I don't know if he tuned on and he was on your screen and he got excited, but he wasn't really here anyway. So you know, he just kind yeah. of shout—he just kind of shouted. He's a head.
3: coward and he's a grind owner At the end of the day, have you noticed he's never shared podcast space with me ever since I returned? It's because he's afraid of me, <laughs> and, and not only is he afraid of me, he knows that I have veto power over anything he does on my podcast. And and let's not make any any mistake. This is my podcast, and That's so uh, Ao, if you're still listening, I hope you wallow in uh, a sea of your tears, uh, knowing that all of my favorites are better than your favorites.
0: And I have to say, even, yeah, even though I'm cutting your promo short, they're just not hitting the same as A.O.'s, brother. You know, you I, mean. there's not enough fire, or you know,
3: you know what it is, you know what it
0: is. to do this slow calculated smart man's <laughs> I, I don't like it you know what Seriously. i mean i always i was really selling this program and I'm no not, wonder I'm he's not, not showing up his, i'm
3: not gonna to scream. call I'm out. i'm not to gonna call
0: scream. out you don't think... need to scream just i'm not gonna scream,
3: scream man you know what i mean yeah, I'm not gonna... bro
0: thinks it's jake the snake you're not
3: <laughs> you're not him bro you call yourself a yo Victim of your own ingredients. <laughs> I'm talking like shit. nah. Because here's the thing, man. I'm not a promo. I'm real. You know what I mean? I am not to do promo. You know, what you see is what oh, you God. It's just the truth. It's the truth. I don't got a promo. I'm not a gimmick. You know, AO is a gimmick. This is evil of Russell Pierce. I'm not Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce anymore. <laughs> That's dead and gone. You know what I mean? I all I, no. Yeah, all I got to do is walk up in this ring. at
1: Becca, Hangman on Twitter.
3: <laughs> I do <to> is just walk <laughs> up in this podcast and do what I do, because that alone sells the show. If AO wants to be a gimmick, then be the gimmick, but also show up and come get the smoke. But he can't get the smoke because he's afraid to deal with me. Because at the end of the day, other than screaming cry and, 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 and muting me or talking over me, there's nothing he can say that refutes what I say. And furthermore, my faves are better than his faves. So until he is willing
0: to step in this ring... Then he can say who are your faves, IP in general. <laughs> yeah, who when you say your faves or who because like, with, Ayo, with Ayo, <laughs> Ayo we know he's talking about the elite. Yeah. Uh swerve when he's on fire. Um <laughs> who else does he who else does Ayo really like love after uh, Will Ospreay.
1: Uh whew. Bianca. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Bianca too. A...
0: Yeah, that's not, that's not his main go-to crop. Well, why don't you craft. come
1: together over that? What's up? Why don't you come together over your shared shared appreciation of of Miss Bel Air?
3: I don't want her.
0: <laughs> okay, Ibu, go Talk yeah, talk right, right. Who are your five faves? You know, currently? Yeah, right now. Oh man! Okay. Do it real quick. Shh. First people that come to mind. Don't no, think.
1: No, no thinking. No. Thinking. Punk, Daniel, <laughs> Punk Danielson Dax. Um, Funk's dead. No, he's not. He's
0: Phil Brooks. <laughs> Funk's not active. Funk's not active, bro. You can't have it. You said Phil
3: him? Brooks. Okay, 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 Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Hmm. Dax Arwood
1: Don't say fucking Chad Gable or some shit. Walter. His name's Gunther.
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> you uh, ignorant piece of shit.
1: Uh,
3: Oh, this is like a five-way tie. God, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I think like I'm gonna forget somebody.
0: Um, Roman Reigns. No,
3: uh, <laughs> I, I, I like Roman. I, I, I do like Roman. Oh, I, I
0: love like, okay? Look, listen, Roman. Listen, listen. I
3: would have put Eddie Kingston, but but him screaming the poor old Legends of the sky took him out of my top five. Ricky uh, Dawson.
0: Oh, that put him higher up. <sighs> that put him higher up from that. Nah. <laughs>
3: nah. Um, God, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just go with the easy comfort choice and say Rey Mysterio for now.
1: Well, don't make that face, Parker.
0: Are you kidding me? No, I, I, I like Ray, me? man. Ray, Ray's a me... good. Ray, yeah. yeah, Ray makes me really Ray that, makes man. me like really like. Ray makes me like really like. Almost unexplainably happy just to kind yes. of like see him, you know? Yes. And he just comes out yeah. and he's all little and he's still Ray and he's just yes. like. And he's still yeah. a beast in Ring and it's just, just like. In, in October,
3: all I had in wrestling, American TV wrestling, was my three and a half star Rey Mysterio television match. That's
0: all yeah. I, had. That's <laughs> I had. it took no six minutes. That, you that's know all I had, literally. A good, you will have a good cut-off spot and Ray will do his comeback. <laughs> Dynamite, and, Dynamite know, was, was like...
3: Jericho controlled. And, you know, Ron Smackdown or Ron Smackdown. So, yeah, man, th- those are my faves. Uh, Jesus Christ. Bandino's up there, man. A bandit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but whatever. Um. Anyway, anyway, bro, guys, 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 Bandito, man, this guy is ridiculous. The fact this guy has no, you can't see his face, but but you you feel everything he's feeling at every point, man. And this crowd is going nuts for literally nothing more than just simply them playing around with Mexican submissions. They're inside these holds and they're trying to outmaneuver each other and get out of one hold into another hold and and you know kind of transitioning and working their way out of the holds and it's literally by the truest definition working and Bandito like he's he's very determined in his body language. It's very hammy and, and very very much pantomime kind of like a Hulk Hogan would do. But like it's necessary for him and just this this stocky little man just you know shaking his fists, you know, trying to get the crowd to egg him on. It's it's it was so inspiring to me, man. Um I love this match. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, Brian Danielson, when he came to AEW, there was a novelty to seeing him work really stiff matches again because the degree of which he was doing so was had been unseen for a long time, right? Um, and so it was like, holy shit, like Danielson's going like, he's super violent again, right? And I think over time he got used to like this new mode he was in because it became his norm. And to, not to say that it ever got old because he's tremendous and all his matches are excellent. Um, but it was nice to see him do another thing again, you know? And so th- it's it's clear now why he wanted to work with some luchadors, because there's clearly, like, there's been... He's, he's a genius. There's clearly been this, like, mindset of things he wanted to try, right? And so being able to do that and do the Romero specials and the maestro cradles and all that type of stuff, uh, it was just majestic, you know? And Bandito, man, him and Takeshita, that is going to prove to be... I mean, unless Tony Khan is an absolute moron and fumbles this, <laughs> I, I would hope he's not in this case. Um, that signing back-to-back of Takeshi and Bandito is powerful. I think that their ceilings, in AEW specifically, is higher than anybody else in their age range. It's like astonishing and he's
0: 21 no man
3: because 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 of the um the uh abu- yeah how much is, is it how, no it's not even has.
0: that like just like how much is he gonna be around and it's, right like, he's got his over promotion but he seems really focused on he still wants to use mexico day it's just, you know he's uh that's a tougher one for sure he's bro. probably gonna wrestle like six
2: times a year you know uh in aw <laughs> so it's like it, it, it kind of sucks because he he rather just do he rather be a big match wrestler which is unfortunate for i mean it depends on how you look at it but because I wish he was around more, but at the same time, he's only going to be here for six matches or whatever, and they're all going to be big. So, I mean, I, I do agree with Heyman that I, I think he came to Kesha, the, the only foreign wrestlers I can see right now that actually could be world champs on AEW, and and nobody's going to care because how over they are. Like, I can't, like, the, the way that Bandito gets these crowds behind him is so insane, and, like, People yes. wanted him to. The people wanted him to be Danielson yesterday, and I was one of them. I just said, "Man, fuck it, man." I know they're doing a story, and in my head it was like, Bandito needs to win because how over he was," and he was just lying to get up in there, and and that's crazy to say that when he's wrestling Brian fucking Danielson, you know.
3: Mm. He the way he gets it is like on a level of like ace of a promotion, you know what I mean. He's a
0: real performer. He's a real performer. He knows how to pay it to the people. It
3: it makes me passionate because there's so many guys now who can go and who can work and who can do this move and that move, and they're so athletically impressive, but they have no knack for performance at all. All, and it's like really, really frustrating. Uh, I, you know, not to pick on anybody, but for example, Tony Storm, like she is mechanically, and Parker's making a face, but it's true. She's mechanically like gifted. She can wrestle. She can wrestle. Right. And I think for years she's had this label of being someone who's a future superstar because you see someone with all the makings and the tools and you see how she looks and everything. And it's like, Oh, like that's a future superstar in wrestling. The same way you would in sports. It's like, Oh my God, six, eight wing who can dribble and create his own shot. That's a whatever. Right. But, but I noticed with Tony, when I watch her sometimes that I don't know what it is, but there's, there's very much this like just blase middling, um, Unemotive disposition that doesn't get me excited as I'm watching her. And unless she's in there with someone else who's really great and they really, really work their ass off, I don't see her like individually working a crowd into her match more the way I would with a Bandito who it's like Tanahashi style. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We're like, this guy Tana, you know, he can just will a match into being great and will the fans into his match. It's the same way with Bandito. Um, He's amazing. I think that. You know, there's always been the stigma that international wrestlers can't get over to a superstar level in the United States. And there might be something to be said, depending on who we're talking about. But with Bandito and Takeshta, I think that this AW audience is ready for them to be at that level. And they actively want it and are actively egging it on. And so if you give them anything, they will run with that and embrace it. And I I see it with these guys. And I don't know what Bandito's schedule is going to be. I don't know. I just know that he is sensational danielson sensational the match is sensational it woke me up out of my stupor watching the show come on bro that's it that's it i think that's the show that's it yeah
2: i also want to the one one spot i do want to call i forgot what the move was mandito was doing but then the way danielson got out of it by doing headbutts was so insane but i was on my feet i said let's go man headbutts in a wrestling match and (laughs) Yeah, that's like one of the main thoughts that sticks out to me. Just
4: hmm.
2: yeah, I, I just can't believe how great Danielson is, and I really need him to be in the ring with Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, eventually uh Vikingo. And I know Danielson's one of his dream matches is Blue Panther. Hopefully that gets done, even though like Blue Panther's old and all that. I really hope that we eventually get that match since uh, both guys really want it. How old is Blue Panther? Uh he's probably sixty one. Like sixty one. Oh, Jesus
3: I was gonna
0: say Danielson could get a four out of him
1: with sixty-one stuff. Okay, Parker, what do yeah. you think of uh, Bandito versus Brian Danielson? It was great. It was it was it was just an awesome match. I I love. I mean, you know me. I love Lucha Libre. I love. Right. Um, I would say I watch more modern Lucha Libre than probably ninety-nine percent of people in do in wrestling know. content creation, <laughs> and so well in the world for sure. Uh, but like in even people in like wrestling content creation, like the people who think mm. that AAA is still like some AAA is still like some shit show and think that like <laughs> they just like don't pay attention to it. So uh regardless, yeah. I mean of course I knew Bandito was this incredible forever. Um and of of course he had this in him, you know, he um he's he's not just like some like spot fest guy. I think that's what people not at all sort of sort of had him uh as but no, he's just a fantastic wrestler and a great baby face. And bro, he got fucking flossing over with with live audiences, like flossing, like the, <laughs> the, the shitty dance that kids used to do. The most dipshit dance the, the, the fucking Fortnite dance. He got that over at like PWG. It was it was it was unbelievable. So um yeah, Bandito's awesome. This match was absolutely fantastic. You could t- just tell Daniel like Again, this like sounds pretentious, but it's true. If you've watched a lot of lucha libre, and specifically CMLL, lucha libre, like there's things that people do in in, in this that there's things that they did in this match that are very much reminiscent of that. Like going for those cradles la Straw, Um the the way Danielson behaved when he was in the torture rack for a moment, you know, threatening to tap out. The uh the Yahweh exchanges at the very beginning, like it was just very very classic it was very, structured very much like the final fall in a main event it's of the cmll super super mm. uh super viernes uh a uh, 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 friday show right yeah. at arena mexico so
3: that's why i was that's why i was pumping my fist cuz uh, it was reminiscent of the lucha libre that i've seen <laughs> from like
2: yeah it, 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 that's why i that's why i was more excited doing the magic cuz i i wrote uh, when I do get a chance, like, I do like to watch the CMLO shows more than triple a. Cause that's, I prefer that kind of lucha over like the, the high flying stuff. And so it was really cool to see like a, uh, a different, like a uh, different take on AEW of what Lucha can look like and all that. And I just, I just can't, my mind's just blown with all like what the matches would look like with Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon, like I was saying earlier. I- and, uh, I I I know because I know Danison loves this this stuff so much and he's a nerd for us solution shit. So
3: that's what I'm saying, Manny. It, this felt like this was the max that's been in his brain for a minute, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and he was waiting to do it. It, it felt yeah. like he's a student of the game. He it's pretty well documented, like you said, and people are sharing it on Twitter. He's a massive fan of Blue Panther, and it's like it just feels like. In his mind, it's like when I get my hands on a high level luchador and I can do whatever I want, and I got 20 minutes. This is what I'm gonna do. And he finally. And
2: got- I, I know. Danis is also the dream matches Masco Dorada, so hopefully we get that match too. I thought we would have ha- had it already on AEW since uh, Dorada is always on TV. Some, some he's sometimes in a he's in AEW. And uh, the one thing I do, last thing I'm gonna add on Banditos, he has like real ace energy to me. Like I really yeah. think he can like carry AEW. For a while, if Tony really wants to give them the chance to do it.
3: I just want to add in, when I think about Takeshita's prospects in AEW and Banditos, I think that it further makes it imperative for Kenny Omega and the Elite to be, like maybe not now, 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 but in the future at some point, heels. Because I think that um, it would better position Bandito and Takeshita going up against them. Um, I think that Kenny Omega would masterfully be able to help them get even more over. Um, and and so being almost, I don't know if the word would be gatekeeper in this case situation, but like straight up like top of the card opposition to them, um, where they're put in position to be the ones cheered, I think would be best for those guys as international guys. I think I'm sure the elite are super game for working with international wrestlers like at that level. Um, so uh, that's something I'm hopefully looking forward to seeing. Uh, is, is the elite helping get these guys to like a super superstar level? Uh, headlining shows working against them, uh, so yeah,
0: yeah, mate, it was great. <laughs> um, yeah, after, them, after the match, obviously, Danielson won with his knee. Um, after the match, MJF popped up on the big screen, he caught a promo and he caught a promo, and it was kind of, it wasn't his like. You know, the typical shtick that a lot of people have kind of criticized him for as of late, um, a lot of us included. Um, it was more kind of him saying that, like, to start off with, with his feud with Brian, he's just been having a bit of fun, a bit of child's games, that sort of thing in his off. But as this match at Revolution gets closer, his fun mask will start to slip off and nobody wants to see what's under his mask. The, the person that's under the mask is a monster, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was a good promo, man. It was. Uh, Give credit where credits due. Obviously, he's a world champion, the sort of promo that you want to see him doing at a certain level. Um yeah, man, it was uh it was kind of short, especially for Max. Um <laughs> yeah. But uh sometimes like, honestly, the short promos that he's caught, like the the other one on Danielson that he caught when he was backstage or after he just got chased, and I think it was after the Ricky Stark's match. Um, there was another one that he done in a pre-tape, and he's like he, you know, these shorter promos have been the ones of his that I've liked more. Like when he go, when he gets straight to the point, he has a message, he delivers it, and he's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to get oh these fucking Chris and shit. Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, man. When it, when when MJF is getting straight to the point, um, he's very direct with his promos and stuff, and he's not trying to, you know, I understand that he wants to get his heat and stuff. You know, he's a heel. You know, he wants to go out and get especially after getting cheered for. The, fucking latter stages of last year which have you know multiple reasons why that was happening but um, you know he's he, he can if he just frustrates me MJF does because I know he can be so great you know and when he does he's like he's shtick. he shtick regardless of what the situation is like I said you can be understanding that he's trying to get some get his heat higher and stuff like that but uh, you know I'd like to see something new and this was something new from him so I've got nothing, you know. I can't. I've got no criticisms for MJF this week. <laughs> the uh, anyone else got anything to add to the uh, MJF mask promo? Not
3: really. Uh, it's clear that he took a lot of the criticism to heart last week, and made sure to have this be after the match rather than before the match. And I think as a result, the match had an incredible atmosphere. Um, so.
0: Quan in the live chat said, Have we seen the Kiara Hogan show? Uh, tweet? No, because we're doing the live I, podcast. I <laughs> just, what did she say? I, see, uh, she was just shitting on the,
3: like, she was basically going, like, What the fuck was even the point of the baddies? And I couldn't tell if it was kayfabe or not. Like, <laughs> I, I actually couldn't tell. But she was just kind of like, like, What was even the point of this? You know? Uh, so, yeah. She's mm. inventing kind of about, like, basically, like, the baddies being wasted potential.
0: She getting dragged because it feels like uh, right. anytime someone's like openly like against like aw kind of never it never goes too well for a month to end to be uh,
2: people are people really seem like uh on our side i
3: i i do think personally that the the baddies kind of disintegrating the way they did was really disappointing i thought when they first got put together i got excited because you know stokely hathaway i thought in that role was perfect um, they were being put in opposition to um, Athena and and Chris Statlander and like Willow was in the mix a little bit too. That was a really cool, colorful thing on the show that really made the TBS title scene really exciting. And and a, it looked like a new um, direction for Jade Cargill, and she's kind of reverted since to just really boring, uh, pointless title defenses against people who have no chance of beating her. And so you know that the bow wow thing kind of coming and going, uh, this weird jankiness with the Red Velvet. Uh, just everything with Jade has been c- kind of shit for like a-, a few months, to be honest with you, to be frank. Uh, and it's it's a bit disappointing, so I hope that picks up. <laughs> oh. And you know,
0: Darren Walker, two, $2. dollars. Valley the best thing about the buddies.
3: I mean, each to the row, you know. You I, know, I, ran, you know I ran, I ran, yeah. in, I ran into her man at, at uh Arthur Ashe. It was
0: a uh... oh, that's nice, to... Um, Anyway, <laughs> appreciate you, Darren, as always. Uh, the more rough five dollars, the the C-sweep, man, puede, funny. The c se puede chance during Dragon Bandido legit made me emotional. What a great moment. I hope TK has a long time plan for him in this show. Someone give me context on this, please.
3: During the match. Yeah, but what does it mean? Doesn't that mean, yes, we can? Yeah, yes,
0: yes, we can. Yeah, okay, okay,
3: okay, which God, was God. Obama's uh, campaign slogan. <laughs> in That's
2: my favorite part. I like when I like when AW's in like these Hispanic towns or Mexican yeah. cities or whatever, and the chance just changing to Spanish, it's yeah. awesome. Pop. Oh man, I, I,
3: it, 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 it it dates back to like when Super Crazy would do the corner punches, and the crowd would go uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, instead mm. of one, two, three, four. And and yeah, they did it again with Bandito, it was super cool. Paul
1: CC C- Puede, Puede is like, is like. An immigration chat it's like a it's like a rallying cry between like like legal po- you know positive immigration from mexico to the united states that's beast that's
0: like hey, we have educators on this platform because this is premium content you know <laughs> yeah this is what you get for free you yeah, learn so, you weird. learn shit online shit you know uh anyway appreciate you lamora uh mouse fan 84 199 appreciate you who else do you think Bandito wrestles this year? Kenny uh, Omega. Has he wrestled Hangman yet?
1: That'd be sweet.
0: No. I could see that happening.
1: Um... Like everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see him wrestle as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, who, who are the people that the plug-in for singles matches? That's what I'm trying to think. Um, like, you well, know, like I want Reed. to say
1: they'll have him do like Ring of Honor stuff too, whatever that... That's yeah, uh, how I Would
2: uh, from uh, AW, so tweeted out, <laughs> AW tweeted out yesterday that uh, that this is Bandito's new ROH theme, so I think he might be a part of the a- ROH mm. roster.
0: <clears throat> I'm not surprised. Um, I hope they get. I hope this Ring of Honor thing is like what awesome here at least. Hope it will be. You know, <laughs> uh, and it's not just like some shit. You know, <laughs> like. You know, they've got they've got the talent to do it, man. Like we just we're just talking about Bandido being fucking him, you know, like he's next up and it's all, you know. Uh you got talent like that. And Tony you Nieves know.
3: versus Hagane Shino in the main event of, of TV. <laughs>
0: um okay. <laughs> Another one <laughs> Spurs Five dollars. I didn't know what y'all are talking about, but I I just had some kick ass food. Salutations. Um That's awesome. Sorry, i mean man. bro I, I love me some Chinese food you know um yeah. i appreciate i appreciate the super chat always appreciate the super chats keeping them coming in uh for the remainder um alfred kunawa uh 499 499 don't know why i said it like that I appreciate you yeah. as far if, as 51 percent owner of the pro life company called wrestle <laughs> i want to say bandido is a don't I say? though everyone's everyone's dropping this lingo. Bandito is
3: him, right? Mm.
2: is L. Yeah, yeah, it's him.
3: He's using bandito as him. See, I'm the Spanish okay. speaker here. You
0: know what I mean? I'm yeah, speaker. I'm not, bro. I'm in fucking England. Like, <laughs> really, really.
3: <laughs> you, you guys Monty. literally have no Hispanic people over there. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the thing. you like, uh, we we don't really in England. I don't know. Um, hmm, don't know any
3: Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't Mexico? No, bro. Many Monty sees. Spanish words and like has a seizure. <laughs> yeah, no, bro,
0: okay. So like, the the, the, uh, the most the most common foreigners that I come across in England. It's, it's, it's different in different cities because Birmingham's one of like the main cities. It's like it's a lot more multicultural than like, the rest of the country. So is London. So is Manchester. Uh, just um, Asians. So Indians, Pakistanis. Um, Bangladeshi, uh, and like, Africans-wise, there's a lot of Nigerians, there's a lot of Ghanaians, there's a lot of Jamaicans over here, but not like, not really like Mexican, Spanish people, uh, you know, we just, yeah, man, just, so like, like you said, when I see like Spanish, I'm just like, I don't even, you know you guys probably have like a good, rough idea of like, what, SNL and these things, but I ain't got a clue, you know, (laughs) it's, yeah, it's you know, it's horrifics to me, you know. Um What is it? what is is that you in the comments If have we got another imposter? That was me. Okay, that was you, okay, okay, cool. Imagine if I just blocked you. Yeah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because bro, this is what I mean. There was that phase a couple months ago where it's like there was about five fake backup paying money. Yeah, it was weird. And it's like they weren't even calling themselves fake. Yeah. And it's like we you know what I mean? We I'm didn't know what was going on. But like, we, had end, we had to we had to like, block people and shit. It's like people I'm sure a, were just doing bits, but it's like you know.
2: <laughs> there was a fake manic out too with my profile picture and everything, it threw me off. I said, No way, that's me and I'm com- like I'm on a show. Freaking crazy, man.
0: Look at these. <laughs> this is crazy. WWE careful, like, you know. Monty speaks Spanish and he doesn't have a seizure, it's just the Pfizer activating. That's crazy. <laughs> Listen, I am um, <laughs> I, Dang, I am I'm vaccinated, you know. Or uh I'm a supporter of vaccinations, you know. Uh, <laughs> Mont, Mont vaccination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> anti
1: vax <anti-vax> purists? <laughs> hey,
2: none of
0: them the you know?
1: Moderna. Moderna. <laughs>
0: I don't know why Layla with that bald country girl. She needs me. I got hair. That's crazy, That's really Harv. Good point, Harv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harv, you know, I respect the I respect the grind, but you know, I don't. Harv, she yeah, ain't, you she ain't she do reading there. this, bro. You know, she ain't reading this, bro. Um. All right, man. Okay. Okay, where yeah. we at? Where we at? Max promo spoke about. Oh, uh, Kushida, yeah. and Darby.
1: Well, there was Willow.
0: That's the, the main Tony. event. That's just what Manny just names what he wants to speak. Yeah, about. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say,
3: he skipped to the next thing he cared about. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, right, uh, <laughs>
0: promo package with Tony Storm, Saraya, The kind of planted the seeds for the later heel turn. Sorry about the spoiler, but if you don't want spoilers, what are you hear, you know. <laughs> Back from commercial room for Brian Daniel's opponent next week is Brian Cage. Then yeah, there's, that yeah, Bri- there's, the Brian, there's the Brian Cage, MJF, Prince Nana um, promo thing where MJF basically offers Brian Cage a big envelope of money. He says, you know, I don't care if you win or lose, you break Brian Danielson's arm. Uh, Brian Cage says he thinks he can arrange something for that, and uh, MJF slaps him. <laughs> Pictures him basically, and uh, you know, Prince had to talk Brian Cage out of killing MJF there and then. And you know, he uh, was very much a power play by MJF with his money, and you know, heel shit, man. It was uh, I got no complaints about this, and we got a good match out of it. Um, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale, uh, this was fine. Um it was the in the finish, Soraya distracted the referee, Tony Storm got the win, and then Soraya jumps Willow Nightingale after the match. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Soraya's meant to be a baby phase, blah blah blah. Um, then Tony Storm joins in as well, and they're both kicking the shit out of Willow. Ruby makes the uh Ruby makes a save. And um yeah, man, we got heels. We got we got two new heels in the women's division, two of the biggest stars in the division. Um I'm sure they're going to be featured in a lot of the TV, you know, uh, and have some feature feuds going forward. If you're going to put Serrano and Tony Storm together, I'm assuming you're going to have something for them. Probably going to be feuding with Ruby and Willow. I personally didn't think the heel turn and the way that they executed that part of the, you know, story or whatever was very good, to be honest. It wasn't, like, horrifically bad or anything you can kind of, like, pick apart, but you're just kind of, like... Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like even in the sorry, but even in the, uh, sorry, but like, even in the um, like last week, there was no indication of them turning heel. Then it's like, then you drop a log, like, a hint promo where they kind of like say a few weird things earlier in the show, and then you just turn them heel immediately. Like, it was just, I don't know, you know. Well, what do you guys think of this heel turn? Other than Manny, who definitely has no opinion on it whatsoever. <laughs>
3: thought the execution was bad. I think that Hikaru Shida has been portrayed as a really big idiot these last two weeks, which is really unfortunate because she's awesome. Um, i not sure what's being cooked here. Uh, I think the general concept and idea of AEW originals versus um, new talent is good. And obviously the people who are dismissing the originals and being condescending to them should be the heels. Uh, Soraya as a heel, just as a concept, is, is totally fine because... Um, I think there's this, there was a lot of tone deafness to how she came into the company. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. The actual execution of this angle didn't do much for me. Uh, I am not into Soraya overall. <laughs> um, I just don't think she has the performance chops really to lead a big storyline like this, to be honest with you. So I wonder who's gonna be the person on that side that really leaves like the promos and things like that. Because if you look at the eventual babyface side, we're, we're probably gonna get Brit Ruby Soho, people like that, and those those two are, are very good promos, right? You go to the heel side. I don't really want to hear particularly from Tony Storm or uh, Saraya, and I don't want to watch Saraya wrestle. So I don't know if they're going to work around that. But if they can, uh, this could be a really promising program. And if it leads to women's blood and guts, that's exciting.
0: Uh, so although that Sareya, I just think although like, but even with the promos, I just think they're kind of like she needs like reining in quality control sort of thing like because it's like the message of a promo sometimes is kind of like where why we've got to where we're at now you know it's kind of a pretentious look of that she's the savior of the AEW women's division just certain certain things that she said you know um unless this was just the plan the whole time I guess turning to Hill, you know um but yeah, bro, I, I didn't think the execution was very good. It didn't seem very well thought out, you know. It didn't seem like this was something. This did not come across like something that had been like in the works for a minute and worked on, you know, and really like hashed out. And it came off
3: oh, like it was decided that week.
0: Yeah, it came off. like it was decided an hour before the show, bro. What the fuck?
3: Uh, I, I'm
2: gonna say one thing about Surya. I didn't watch her run in Dead Beast. So I have no idea if she was good or not. But the time that she has been AEW, I think her promos are all right. And I don't really um, see the big deal about her her entering stuff. I mean, I don't really think it's that bad. I think it's just. Even you just hates it, bro. No.
0: I think it's just. Pa- I think it's just. Passable for I do.
2: I just EB think that she's. I, right? but, but I do think some of her work is better than some of the women. I mean, like that they put out there every week. I mean, Anna J. But I just really don't see the deal. So I just wanted to... Uh, you, think, it. you think, you think Serena's better than he didn't, AJ? He didn't, he didn't even yeah. want to give a take. He just wanted to get that...
0: that <laughs> show. Hold on a second.
3: Hold on a second. You think... You think, Time out. Time out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. AJ is way more... Like... She's a way more realized performer in the sense of, like, knowing what she, she, she is on wrong. the show. Huh?
0: Well, no, she's not.
3: Bro! She wants to choke people out. She walks out with Ty. You know? She has the occasional DQ match. Like, what's the issue? You know what I mean.
2: She's just like a less cool version of Brit.
1: What? We're like be like splitting hairs here. Like, what do we? <laughs> I don't care about this. I'm I'm looking forward to blood and guts. Like it'll be cool when they do that, and I bet they yeah. do pretty good. Um, right. Is it what I, we're doing? I, I, don't, though? I don't give a, I don't give a shit about the story or. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, I don't think they're gonna
2: do it. What do you they, think...
3: Originals versus, right. yeah, they're they're absolutely. Gonna it, it's one hundred percent happening. Um, I think they happening. do do
2: it. I need Rio in it.
0: We can't trust DBs is one hundred percent. I don't trust one hundred percent in wrestling anymore. Sure,
1: Nothing, sure. nothing's one hundred percent in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, a, but, that's
3: I'm with Parker. The actual match I'm looking forward to should be really cool. The build and the way they're kind of getting to this is, it's just not. It's not doing anything for me. So,
2: mm. I, I need yeah. Rio in the match and get color. Yes. Um
0: Your uh, Just before the main event, we got a couple of promos. They're just short ones. Though. uh Stoke Halfway and Ethan Page got a promo on Jungle Boy. They're going to be wrestling either Friday or next week. I can't quite remember which one. I think it's Friday, actually. Um So, yeah. That's right. That got uh, then we got Takeshita. He was interviewed by, was it Renee? It may have been Renee. Um, yeah, it was Renee. It was. He uh, said something. Oh, said he said awesome. he He start, He started a promo. Then he went into Japanese. And Renee asked him, "What does that mean?" And he basically just called MJF an asshole. And the crowd popped. And it was cool. Um, main event: Darby Allen versus Kashida AWTNT Championship. Derby retained in a great main event. Manny, you've been waiting. You've been locked. You've been loaded.
2: How did you feel about this match? The match was fucking awesome. Darby's bringing back proceeds to the TNT title. Um, I just want to talk about that once about where Kushida got him in the arm bar while he did that. Uh what was it like a coffin drop? What was that coffin drop? That was insane. I don't think I've ever seen anybody catch somebody, especially an arm bar that way. Uh yeah, I'm shocked to the that... floor
0: to the floor as well. It was fucking
2: yeah. I'm I'm shocked that Darby didn't do his suicide dive. And besides that, I just man, I love uh, sometimes I, sometimes Darby does a thing where you forget that he's a good Matt wrestler too because mm. everybody just thinks of him as a stunt wrestler but when he gets in there with somebody that does uh, Matt work, man, he's he's the next level because some of that stuff he was doing at the beginning of the match was just sensational He's
0: a, he's a beast this is Yeah, I, it's I love a great match Darby. I love
1: Darby.
0: What about you, Parker? How, it how was a great
1: match Yeah, this was, this was great uh, I love seeing Kushida in there Kushida was able to be like Look like a killer, which is cool. A lot of times when he's against like bigger guys, it's kind of difficult. But as mm-hmm. we saw in like the Gargano match, it- Gargano match in NXT, and of course all the time in New Japan with like Hiromu and stuff like that. And now here with Darby, when he's like comparably sized or even a little bigger than the other guy, he can really come across like a nasty dude, and it's it's pretty compelling. Uh, and Darby's just incredible. Like Darby, I think number one because. Of his appearance number two because in some circles he's not seen as like the best guy and then finally just maybe because of like the style he wrestles but he nobody ever talks about darby allen as like one of the best wrestlers in the world but there's truly like very like maybe a dozen or fewer wrestlers so i can count on to go out there and have a match as consistently good as i can expect darby allen to have one so um that's exactly who you want as your fucking TV champion. I'm pretty happy yeah. about that. This is great. Darby, you're missing something. There's one person who constantly
3: talks about Darby being one of the best in the world. You're looking at him.
1: Okay. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: almost removed you from the podcast. Then. I, I, right. I, flo- I floated my cursor over it, but I was like, "No, it's, gr- it's too grumpy of me to do that." You the, know? The, the
3: way Parker like visually knows it, there right? like, yeah,
0: okay. just like, "All right, uh, quick super chat, A quick super chat before you get going, you boo." I uh, transfer two dollars to disrespect to Anna Mizawa, Shout my head, hey, amen. I'm Ivo Kushida, because a killer Darby man, is. he's a beast. Yeah. One of the
3: best juniors of all time, or the best of his generation. And he's, I love the key wrestler. lock. Yeah, uh, yeah. Parker said it all for me. Darby Allen is the only upper level AEW wrestler who has not had one bad match in AEW, in my opinion, unless I'm forgetting somebody. I gotta or... go
0: the there's probably, yeah, there's probably one or two.
3: I, 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 cause I, I thought about Omega and Hangman and a couple other guys. I can name like one or two, like just kind of matches from them in AEW, cause it just happens sometimes. Darby is ridiculously consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, ridiculously consistent. Uh, and the matches all end up at the same level, too, which is, like, a general, like, range of, like, good to, like, very, like, just kind of great. Like, they, they all end up, like, three and a half to four and a quarter, like, in that, like, bubble with Darby. Um, this is awesome, man. He's I, I'm supportive of him as as a TNT champion for all the reasons Parker outlined. Kushida, um, he still has so much to give this business. So I, I want him to do that, wherever that is, wherever that is. Uh, I think he's a beast. Uh, he's a killer. It felt like Darby escaped him rather than beat him, which makes me wonder: Are, are they going to run this back in like Japan or something? Uh, because, you know, Darby's going over for Noah for the Muto final bye bye tag match, right?
1: Um, it wouldn't be on that tour because. Japan, uh, like New Japan's tour, is all booked out for like the the next. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It, it, there's
3: no like openings for like any of the New Beginning shows. Or anything no, that? not really. It's all it's um, all
1: the full full cards are out. Everything. Yep. Thanks. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. But, so but I, I mean, they, they could do it whenever. Like, there's New course. Japan of USA shows. Like, they, they could do it. Anyway. Sure. They uh-huh.
3: could, I, they could easily throw it on Battle of the Valley. You know.
2: You would I, I anyway, the, say, the, I, the
1: one bad uh, Darby Allen match you're not thinking of was the Cole Carter match. Oh
3: match. shit. Damn. <laughs>
2: the, the, the two dimes match. <laughs>
3: fucking so. two dimes, ruining everything. I, I will
2: say I will say that uh because actually felt like a huge star when he came out e- when he came out on AEW. I haven't really got that feeling since he's since he's come back to the world of wrestling, besides that besides his return for New Japan. Since then I haven't really got that vibe and um
0: Yeah, it was, it was cool to see about, him out there. Man.
2: Yeah. Hours, as you yeah. say Bashida but
0: he rules. <laughs> he's very good you know. He's,
3: nice uh... nice main event amazing match in the middle of the show with Danielson this is a great uh, show yeah I, oh, I think I think with those two tall, things, those two things as well as top flight getting a nice victory earlier in the show um I think it's fair to say that this dynamite took us for a ride guys you know I think it's oh, I... Uh,
2: I remember I remember what I was going to say.
0: Oh, That's just from
2: before I forget. Uh, I is do I do want to say I'm muting him. Go I on, do want to say this match. Uh, it felt like it for some reason. I was kind of disappointed when Darby just pinned him out of nowhere because I was like, I feel like they're were, they're were about to go into like this long stretch. Like I felt like mm. they were in a, I feel like this was the ending to like a best of super juniors tournament final like. I thought they were going to go for another, like, 20, 30 minutes, and then I remembered, oh, shit, no, Dynamite's already about to be yeah. over
0: <laughs> Oh, shit, it's fucking 10 a.m. or no, 10 p.m. or whatever time it <laughs> finishes there. Uh...
2: So when Darby got the flash pin, I was like, oh, fuck, man. But I guess they save stuff for the – when they do I the love that. final. I love that move, though. More wrestlers
1: need yeah. this, like, just, like, pin combinations that just, like, yeah. always – Yeah, I love them.
2: Yeah, it. Kevin uh, Kevin Kelly says it all the time on, on – on uh, New Japan, where he says that some fin- some wrestlers just need flash pins, uh, flash pins, because they need that in- they need that arsenal in their move move set. Yeah, man. So I'll, it's one
0: it's one of the uh, aspects I've always loved about Zack Saber Junior. matches as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like yeah. he can just like e- even with submissions as well. So it's like he can just snap something, and it? it's like it's over. You know, it's very. Uh... I've never been a fan of like shoot style wrestling when they go like too far with it like i enjoy blood sport but you know sometimes when it's just like oh like, they're, they're doing too you know when you're watching it sometimes you're like bro you're like, it's not it's, it's, too not, that, bad it's not yeah it's not it's not that deep bro like you know like um but like one element that i've always found kind of like amazing about mma from my years of watching that that I wish kind of you could capture a bit more in wrestling is like this, like it could end at any second, you know. Um, you don't really see many finishes like that unless it's like a roll up, you know. Uh, but yeah, just going back to my sex saber junior tangent, that's one of the things I've always talked about him is that he can kind of just wrap it up in a you know, but yeah, man, if we got uh, that was dynamite, like Park said, good show, good show, Derby, Kashida, great man event, uh, epic. Match in the middle of the show with Brian Danielson and Bandido. There was a big moment for top flight. Um, yeah, man, we got we got some good, we got some good stuff on this show. Uh, we got anything we want to plug before we get out of here, uh, Manny. I know you've got a feature coming out soon. It was supposed to drop earlier, but I got caught up with some things. But it's coming out very soon. Uh, D- dumb ahead, Guy Mark.
1: Live dumb guy live has interviews lined up with uh, with wrestlers who are currently in Japan wrestling, so look forward to that.
0: Yes. Mane, uh, you got anything else you want to pull? Follow,
1: follow, follow this account so we so we actually like get some traction on this pod. That would be great. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're not
3: following Dumb Guy Live, what are you doing? That's a great description. You're
1: the real dumb guy.
3: You're the real dumb guy. Listen. Go ahead, Manny. Go ahead.
2: I don't really have anything to plug, just my future that's coming out in the next day or 2 um, mm-hmm. it He'll come out tomorrow. And then, oh, tomorrow and then worldwide. Listen, oh.
3: man, watch worldwide. Watch Dumb Guy live. Watch the Russell Pierce podcast as you guys continue to do. Be sure to rate the video, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate everybody. Um, the road through WrestleMania is coming out sooner rather than later uh appreciate all of you guys long live jay briscoe one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time appreciate all you guys dumb guy dumb guy dynamite was really good and so for monty for parker
1: wait wait what
0: what, what? the what? logo
1: came up and then monty was just Tommaso ciampa right there yeah
0: right he's, he's not the host in... bro hey you know what i mean if you want to host then you gotta you gotta you I've, gotta do all I've, the hosting I've, things But like you can't I've, I've, you can't I've just come in, just come in for the flower you can't come <laughs> in for the flowers and the kenny omega good night and bang bang You're like nah bro nah, I, 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 nah, i'm, this I'm signing this shit off bro no. Uh <laughs> you've obviously you've obviously you got your plugs in no one asked me if i've got plugs you, know? Sorry. What you, what plugs, plugs, man? you know what i mean uh well i've got yeah, my Jay, my Jay Briscoe thing, obviously, um, you know, it's I don't write features, but as I was mentioning earlier, when I found out the news about Jay, it was like, I was trying to reply to people or tweet something, and I didn't know what to write. Like, nothing felt remotely when I So I just delete what I told. So I just kind of opened up the notes there and started writing and reminiscing and venting about Jay Briscoe to myself, kind of, and it was kind of like the skeleton of a feature. And Joe Halbert, who I want to shout out, obviously many of you know he helped me kind of like polish it and stuff like that and um we got it out man so like obviously it's my first feature about one of my favorite wrestlers genuinely of all time obviously not in the best of circumstances but you know it meant a lot to me to be able to like get that out um so yeah if if anyone wants to kind of you know, finally have a nice little read reminiscing the career and life of the Briscoes, Jerry Briscoe especially, then uh, it would mean a lot for me if you did read it and give me some sort of feedback on it. Um, of course, Jerry Briscoe uh, couldn't sign off without saying rest in peace and how special he was again just uh, before we sign off. And yeah, Manny, he, he will be heavily missed. By all corners of the wrestling community, all the love I'm sure everyone's been seeing pouring out for him, all the countless videos, you know. Go and watch them, man. Like the farm yard, you know, the farm promos with Mark, um, some of the promos from the Adam Cole feud. Um, even if pro- any feud, bro. Like, he's fucking genuinely one of the best promo guys of all time. Go dig out some of the quirky matches that they had, as well as the Ring of Honor stuff, like the Japan tours that went on. You know, they were. Um, Everybody should know how great the Briscoes were. Like even though we mentioned many times in this podcast, they never really kind of got the the big big platforms and the millions of dollars and stuff. But they are definitely a tag team that that are worthy of any wrestling fan of seeking out and learning about and appreciating. Because like I said, for me, the greatest tag team of all time, Jerry Briscoe, one of the great wrestlers of his era. we love him we'll miss him and uh rest in peace once again and thoughts and prayers to the pew family and um from me parker ibu manny this has been the rest of Pure's podcast peace out and reach for the sky boy <laughs>